Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you, good sir? I'm quite good. Quite Great. Good. Good Apart from the, the chilling temperatures, I'm good. Yeah, so um, everyone listening out there, and for you, Kyron, as well, uh, you might hear that I'm a little bit sniffly and a bit snuffly today. Um, I had a, I had a pretty big weekend. Um but I think I've uh, reignited my cold, unfortunately. So that's 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 fun. Um, but yeah, no, I had a had a nice weekend away for a friend's birthday down at Lakes Entrance, which was fun. Um, but yeah, but we're here to talk about video games, as we always do. So let's get stuck into it, shall we? Sure thing. Awesome. All right. Shall I kick things off? Uh, well, yeah, we should, we should probably preface it. What we've been playing this week is going to be pretty, pretty yeah. scant. Yeah, which is fine. Don't don't stress. The episode's still going to be a nice meaty one. We've got a lot to talk about today, but it's probably for the best, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I, I played a few things this week. Um, uh, as I said, I went away for the weekend, um, and one of my friends, well, I, I took my Switch with me, and we were there, and uh, I thought, you know what? This might be a good time to test out uh, some multiplayer Mario Kart. So... Um, and I've only got the two Joy-Cons that come with it. I don't have any extra controls or anything. So, um, I thought let's, let's give it a go. And we played a couple of, like, we played like a Grand Prix, uh, so four tracks with the, the two Joy-Cons in tabletop mode. And, um, it works really well, like surprisingly well. We, we were sitting on the couch and like, um, all, all, all the rest of the people we were staying with, they'd come up and they'd be like, what are you doing? We're like, oh, we're playing video games. We're like, how? We're like, yeah, we're just playing Mario Kart together. And they were like, what? what? And they couldn't figure it out. And we were telling them about it and stuff. And so it was kind of cool to have that there. Um, still haven't given Battle Mode a go yet, but I've, I'm have i planning to tomorrow night. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, a, an opportunity to play some Mario Kart Battle Mode, which will be fun. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed with like the, like the frame rate was still really quite good. It still looked as good as it did when you're playing single player. Um, I mean, the- it is worth remembering, but... It is a Wii U game. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That and that's the thing. Like you know, you you do have to keep that in mind. But it's still, I mean, it's still a gorgeous looking game, and it still looked gorgeous on running on split screen. Um, so I was I was pretty impressed by that. Um, and the other game I've been playing on my Switch, uh, I finally caved this week and bought a new uh, digital game for my Switch. Uh, one that I've been eyeing off a little bit since the Nindies presentation is a game called Tumble Seed. Uh, Tumble Seed is a, I guess, I guess you could call it a roguelike, almost. Um, it's basically, so you're trying to get to the top of, you're a little seed, and you're trying to get to the top of a mountain. Uh, and the way that you control it is there's a, a platform across the bottom of the screen, and uh, as you're trying to uh, get to the top of the mountain, uh, you use the left and right sticks to move the left and right sides of this platform. And when you do that, it will cause the seed to roll left or right. Um, it's based on a uh, like an old arcade-ish looking game called uh, Ice Cold Beer, I think, um, which actually used like a metal ball and two, like an actual physical platform that you have to sort of control and try and move this ball to the top without it falling through holes. Um, and the same same principle here. There's a whole bunch of holes through the thing, um, and you've got to try and weave your way around them. But there's also enemies that you've got to either dodge or um, attack. Now, the way that you attack them, uh, so as I said, you're a little seed. 
Uh, and you collect things called crystals, which is basically your currency that you're, you use in the game. Um, and when you get enough crystals, you can use them to plant a flag seed uh, over these little pl- like little platforms, like a little, I don't know, little designated areas on the map. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you'd, uh, you can plant a flag seed, which means if you fall through a hole or whatever, you'd fall back to that point and all the way back down to the bottom of the, the current stage that you're at. Uh, or you could plant uh, arrows uh, or spearheads, I think, spear thorns or something. Um, and they basically put little, like, spiky spears out of you. And if you get enough of those, you can, if you make contact with one of those spears with an enemy, it'll either kill it or at least damage it, and you'll lose that spear, and you can keep trying to attack it. Uh, and it'll usually drop some crystals that you can use to keep making things. Um, there's also a crystal seed, which you... Uh, if you plant what three of those in a row, like um, three of those, you get two crystals from it. Um, and then there's also a heart one, which works like uh, if you cl- if you plant four of those, you get a new heart. Basically, um, the game is really hard. Um, it's really difficult. Uh, it's really good though. Like it's uh, it's procedurally generated, like randomly generated every time you play. So it's not the same. You can't have the same plan to get to the top. Um, you can have the same strategy, but uh, you'll have to adapt for the type of um, map that they plan out or, or lay out for you. Um, and yeah, so far I've only got to like the second stage. There's four stages to get to the top of the mountain, basically. And that's your aim as the seed. And when you get there, you need to plant yourself at the top of the mountain and something will happen. I don't know. Um, but there's like a little bit of story in there as well. You can talk to in, in, at the start of each stage. There's like a little like town area. And there's, like, shops you can buy, like, power-ups, like, extra seed power-ups that you can use. Um, and there's lots of those. I think there's, like, 32 different ones or something. And then there's, uh, what else is there? Uh, there's uh, a guy, a quest giver, who gives you, like, little quests that you can complete. Um, and they almost work like a tutorial because it sort of teaches you how to, like, use the different functions in the game. Um, so one of them's like, oh, make it to the, th- uh, the, the, the next camp without taking any damage basically so um or it'll be uh have five arrows at one time like five spearheads at one time so it's really cool uh it's an interesting fun little game uh i find myself picking it up and playing it for like half an hour to an hour at a time uh and then getting frustrated but not in a, a like a super rage quick kind of way and just going, all right, cool, I'm done with that for now, I'll put it down. <laughs> and then, like, I'll have a think about it, and and then, like, another a couple of hours' time, I'll be like, I'll play some more Tumble Seed, and I'll pick it back up again and give it a go. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely it's a fun little game. If you're looking for something to play on your Switch, it's a little bit different. The art style's really great. The music's really interesting. Um, I can't remember the, 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 the name of the studio who made it, but it's a really fun little game so it's i think it'll run you about 18 dollars 50 or something on the on the e-shop um but yeah it's definitely worth checking out if especially if you like those kind of like pressure like roguelike kind of games it's definitely uh, yeah it'll it'll put you through your paces basically um so the difficulty uh, ramps up two questions okay it's is it, please tell me it's so you did did you say it's not motion control you said it's with the joysticks it is not motion controlled it's the left thank, and right stick okay good 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 yes. and there's no uh, option for motion controls either thank god mm-hmm. <laughs> i was i was i was worried it would use like accelerometer or something like yeah, that yeah like, i no, thought about please it. no 
I thought about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it could kind of work. But, like, I guess it'd make it just like a phone game then. And this sort of feels like a game. Uh, not, to, not to discredit mobile games because I do like them. I'm but, pretty sure you just discredited them, Joel. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, it's, but, yeah, no, I think it's still a... Um, I think it legitimizes them a bit more having those physical controls there. So the other question is, it does does it auto scroll when you're going, or do you control uh, the, the pace that you go? You can control the you control the pace, so you okay, can good. go up or down. So like if you're going up and then there's like an enemy that's coming down towards, like there's these snake things in the second world that will sort of chase you basically, like slowly, but they'll they'll come down. So you can like backtrack a little bit to try and move to the other side and then go up and go around them almost okay, and cool. get a bit of a jump on them. So yeah, you control it. Um, but yeah, there is a bit of a knack in trying to sort of realize how fast, what angle you need to have it at to sort of like get it to roll to the, the speed that you want and then like stop it. So it'll stop in the spot that you want it to. And then, yeah, so it's, there is a, it's a, it's not a weird control scheme, but it's, it's, it's very intuitive, but it's, it's, it's hard to master. Um, so probably yeah. like it's a bit like Snake Pass in that sense, where the Very controls much, actually. don't yeah. come naturally, but yeah, you got to you got to spend the time to to figure them out and lock them down. Yeah, like it makes sense, but yeah, it's hard still. It's very difficult. Um, yeah, and it can be very frustrating. Like, but yeah, because uh, the reason why I ended up picking it up, I was listening to Lauren from OK Games. Uh, she bought it and was playing it, and I, that was the thing that sort of tipped me over the edge at going, okay, I actually want to check this game out. Um, so, and she was saying that it's, it's frustrating, but not in a, in a, a bad way. Like you, you don't get frustrated when you lose a run. You, she found herself ke- like that she'd keep playing and be like, all right, oh, I died. Okay. Let's try again and just keep going. Um, you do unlock teleporters as well. Um, at certain points. So that, that if you want to start from the second world, you can, Thank uh, God. It, it just voids your score. For the leaderboards, who cares? Uh, and you're, and, you're, and it doesn't give you a high score at the end either. It gives you like a cross instead. Because at the end, That's you get fine. like a little stat screens, like how many cl- like crystals you collected, what power ups you used, um, how far up you made it, uh, and your score basically. And you can upload that to the, the leaderboards. Um, there is a daily run mode as well, which uh, a lot of like roguelikes have. I think Nuclear Throne had one of those, where every day it would give you just like a set thing and i don't know how this one works but i remember a nuclear throne is like you had one shot so basically you just see how far you could go in one shot and when you died that was it that was your score for the day and it uploaded to like a global leaderboard um i assume it'll work the same way in this haven't really looked into it yet because i'm still trying to master the game itself um but yeah it's a tumble seed very cool little game but that's all i've been playing this week so uh kyron what have you been playing? Uh, much like you, uh, I've got an update on a game I was talking about last week, which was Fire Emblem Echoes. Right. Which I am still very much in love with. Still loving the just the simple, wonderful inclusion of the turn wheel. Right. To, to, to negate me just wasting time. Yeah. Uh, which, honestly, at this point, can we just have that mechanic put into any turn-based strategy game? Just <laughs> going forward. I may have actually finished XCOM 2 if it existed in XCOM wow. 2. Mm, yep. It seems Instead to be pretty... I just gave up on it. <laughs> it seems to be the thing that a lot of people have been talking about when they've been discussing or reviewing this game. It seems to be one of the, the innovations that they've added that seems to be very well received. Um, yeah, it's just like... 
at first I was worried it would be overpowered, but yeah, just because of that limitation, it keeps it as a as a valuable thing that you've got to still use carefully, and I just love it so much. Yep. Uh, I also I it occurred to me last week after you know listening back to a podcast that I forgot to actually mention that most of the game is actually fully voiced. Oh. And surprisingly, not in a and I don't mean this in a mean way. But yep. for a Nintendo, like, you know, put-together game, the voice acting's pretty damn good. That's good to hear, because, I mean... Yeah. I'm enjoying the voice acting. Voice acting is a new thing for for the old, the, the big N. Like, big they're, N. <laughs> they're, they're sort of... This is a new frontier for them, venturing into the voice acting world. And um, it's good to hear that there are some, some hits to go among the misses. Yeah. Uh, I also am... As I'm, as I'm meeting more of the characters, I'm getting a bit more weirded out that... A lot of the female characters, at least on the on arms side of the of the wall, and arm being one of the princes, like the, the prince in this in this game, uh, they're all pretty into him. Right. Like, one of them's just like, "Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll kill for you." It's like, "Cool, whoa, that's okay. fine." Yep. This isn't just like, can we just like work towards this? I don't it's... know. If, are you, you going to kill me? I don't know. I don't yeah. trust you. <laughs> If if I can't have you, no one can. Yeah, yeah. There's a character who honestly, specifically feels a, a little bit too weird. And okay. I, like I'm saying that as someone who, honestly, one of my favorite characters from um, Fire Emblem Awakening was Faja, who, if anyone who's played Awakening knows, she is the weird one who yep. is sort of a creeper. But you're like, ah, oh, it's endearing, I guess. On on the character, I'm, I think her name is Faye in Echoes. Yeah, she's mm. just. She m- makes me uncomfortable, uh, but apart from that, I'm I'm still digging a lot of the characters and just the combat with just like the little changes to the encounters that it all feels so much more dynamic. Like just little things, like running into combat, moving a unit forward to attack when they the, the game transitions from top down to to combat camera, they'll be running in to fight as opposed right. to just like standing statically there. So that's cool. Yeah, and it's just. Yeah, it's really good. I everyone, please, I recommend giving it Echoes a shot, especially if you haven't played a Fire Emblem or if you have played Awakening and maybe were like, "I don't like this waifu stuff." Please play Echoes; it's good. <laughs> it just boils it down to a nice, compact package. Yeah, and Nintendo has said that the, the Switch one will be the most beautiful, most beautiful one yet. So I guess get excited for that when it comes out. <laughs> please be excited. Please be excited. Yes. Um, but apart from that, Joel. Yes, I have. I have dove into Horizon Zero Dawn. Ah, excellent! I really want to hear your thoughts on this. So, what I will say immediately at the gate is, holy crap, that is a gorgeous game! Oh yeah, it's stunning. It's I can't. Mm. I I actually cannot wait to see what Hideo Kojima can do with the Decima engine. Because I think yeah, Death Stranding's gonna blow my mind. That's the most exciting thing about this game. Is it's like oh, every now and then I'll I'll be like, man, this game's beautiful, and I'll go oh, fuck, this is what Hideo Kojima's next game is going to be running in. Like, fuck, holy shit, this is great. Kojima's using this engine, and that is exciting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm only early in, so I can't say too much story-wise it's grabbing me, but it's basically basically so far I've been playing out as I expected, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's early days in what I... It's like a 40-hour game, so whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The one thing I want to talk about is the combat okay yeah um it's not bad but mm. i can understand if you if 
like it's going to sound like I'm saying it's bad, but I don't think it's bad. I just think that Guerrilla Games may have made it a little bit too convoluted. Yeah, yeah. You did Basically, because of like, yeah. So, I'm, I'm not sure if you touched on this when you were talking about it, but it's something that I've noticed whilst playing it. You basically have four equipment slots where you can equip like your four weapons. Yeah, it's like which a weapons is, wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Like I'm used to that from games. Uh, and when I first booted it up, I was like, "Cool, this is great. I'll have my bow here and my traps on my up one, and my sling on my right, and like my scatter shot. I think is another one on my bottom." Yep. No problems. And I started to encounter more and more robot dinosaurs, which I'm, they may have names. They're just robot dinosaurs. They're robosaurs. Let's call them that. Robosaurs. Robosaurs. I think they usually uh, just refer to them as machines. Nah, they're dinosaurs, man. <laughs> yep. Sure. Don't disagree <laughs> with me. Don't disagree yep. with me, Joel. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it sounds like you are. No, it's fine. Uh, but I was encountering more and more of them that require... Well, they didn't necessarily require specific arrow types to defeat them. But if I wasn't using those arrow types, the combat was tedious and would just drag out and be kind of annoying. Yeah. And it, that's when it sort of started to dawn on me, but I was spending so much time in my menu just re-equipping and equipping bows to a point where now my weapon wheel, I have got, I think, two bows almost all the time, if not three bows. Yeah. Which just sort of limits my other equipment space. And so, like I said, I don't think the combat's bad. Yeah. I just think that maybe Guerrilla Games could have trimmed a bit of a fat there. I don't know why I have to have all these different arrow types across three different bows when my weapon wheel can only hold so many weapons. I don't yeah. know. I feel like they could have had like just like the like the short range bow and the long range bow, and then had different ammo types for all of them. Yeah, because like, yeah. how many? There's, there's so there's regular arrows. Yep. There's fire arrows. Mm-hmm. There's shock, shock arrows. arrows. There's the arrows. high velocity arrows, I think, whatever they are. Yep. And then there's, there's like, like armor arrows. Yeah, like the hard tipped ones, which is what yeah. I usually normally use. Um because they just they deal they deal more damage, so that's I don't basically use normal ones. Been yeah. Doing. Yeah. But, that's yeah. And then the 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 way it also gets annoying from there is I've got to craft all these separate quiver upgrades for all these different bows. Yeah. And it just gets really fiddly and sort of annoying. Yeah, no, I, I, it never really occurred to me until you mentioned that, and I was like, yeah, no, you're right. You could actually absolutely could have like simplified that, and um, just a little bit. And again, like a little bit, it'll get a sequel, and that's fine. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And this game it'll probably really well. hopefully in that one it will happen. Because otherwise, like I am enjoying the game. It's just sometimes yeah, the combat wears on me because I'm like, I, I don't feel like I get to have like I know you can be pretty creative with like setting traps and stuff like that. Yep. But usually I'm just kind of fiddling with my menus and making sure I've got the right bows equipped and it doesn't grab me all the time. Yeah. I've still had amazing moments, like several times of just like a, a last second dodge roll from a watcher Ooh. and turning around and copping it in the eye with an arrow. It feels yep. so good when it works, but sometimes yep. it's just, it just feels like I'm, I'm juggling all these mechanics and these different ammunition types and just going, which one do I need now? And Yep. It can be a bit annoying. Still a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a great moment. I've had a couple of great moments. Like, have you equipped the, um, or like, unlocked the slow down time while you jumping or sliding uh, one? Yes. Still? Maybe I'm just not jumping from high enough, like, distances, but it doesn't change enough. Like, I, yeah. I, it slows down time, but, like, I still don't. So that's, <laughs> this is it, another thing. Yeah. This is fine as well. 
but like the slow down time thing is still like I get to shoot one arrow basically. Uh, you well with the the concentration one where you click the uh, right stick, you can. Is that where get... it zooms in and sometimes the, the yeah. foliage gets in the way? Yes, yeah, it does. Um, it's uh, you can improve that later on. It's a skill later okay. on. You can get more time in it, and it, you can. I can with my normal arrow. I can usually fire at the very least two arrows, sometimes three or four. Okay. Uh, if you're close up and you're just like, you're not like fully pulling them back, like fully, um, like charging them, it'll just like, you can, you can like let go a few arrows there. Um, but yeah. The other thing mm-hmm. is, again, this is, it, this is a minor gripe because it's not, I get that Alloy is an archer. That's a thing. Yep. But um, the melee combat... Yeah, Ooh. no thanks. <laughs> no, the melee combat is not good. Uh, I did not mention that, and I, I wanted to mention that, um, and I forgot to. It's not great. Uh, up close, is just like, it, it's just mashing the one button and yeah. like, hoping for the best. And again, oh. like, Outlaw is an archer, so I do get that. Yeah. But also, like, with this, that spear being the only weapon from what I can tell and from what I've heard from people who played it, it never really gets upgraded at all yeah see i was wondering that too and i'm pretty deep into the game now and i haven't even seen like a glimmer of some sort of upgrade for it so yeah there's just that one guy who sharpens it earlier but apparently that doesn't change anything about it no that's what it bumps me out a bit as well but again those are minor gripes have you got the override upgrade for it Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's about as far as it goes. And oh, okay, that, good. That's a necessary <laughs> update. That's a necessary upgrade. That's the last time oh, I yeah. had some sort of upgrade. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, you yeah. need the override mechanic, though. That's oh, how yeah. most of it's, the game works. Yeah, and it's very cool. Uh, what's the biggest thing you fought? Um, I'm still, again, relatively early in. I've been fighting... I mean, I get, like, a lot of the big things I've been fighting have roughly the same size. Okay. I fought my fair share of, like, those fire bellows. Ah, uh, yep, yep. And the, um, the stalkers. So, oh. the, you know, the predators. <laughs> oh, the stalkers. Fuck. They, and... they, they're, they're okay if you're only fighting one of them. As soon as you get more than one, that's, oh. There's... Yeah, they seem like bullshit, honestly. I call it oh, bullshit. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a hunting trial that you have to do that involves them, and it was fucking annoying. Um, I've done all the hunting trials now. I've done all of them. I've got, and I've got blazing suns in all of them. So I don't have to do them ever again. (laughs) Thank God. Got my trophy. I'm like, moving on. And I guess the other one, the other biggest thing I thought is like that boss you fight at the gates that passes the gate down. Uh, the corruptor. Yeah. The corruptor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just wondering if... I know, I know there's bigger stuff. I've seen, like, yeah. the, the, the T-Rex and the crocodiles and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, the Thunderjaw. The Thunderjaw the is... Um, yeah, the, yeah, the Stormhawks. Uh, the Stormbird, sorry. And then there's Glinthawks. Um, yeah, I, I've found myself, like... Every time I go back to it, like, I don't go, like, have the urge, like, every day I wake up going, fuck, I need to play Horizon today. Um, but every time I do sit down to play it, I'll always set aside at least like two or three hours and then sometimes more and I'll just, I'll play it and I'll just get lost in the world and do all these side quests. And I've, I've hit a point in the story now where it's, I'm starting to get answers about things and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like I know where it's set now. Um, I know roughly time wise where it's set as well. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff I was like, all right. And I, I know a little bit more about, 
where they're going. Like at, at, at one time I was doing, it was really cool. I had two main quests and one of them was about stuff from the past and one was stuff about the like what they were dealing with in current times. And so I was like getting both sides of this weird story that weren't really related, but I was sort of like experiencing the both sides of that world, which is really cool. The other thing I've noticed is, oh boy, Aloy talks to herself a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, why does she just announce locations sometimes? I mean, yeah. I know that I need to. Like, it's helpful for me to know. Like, as a character, I'm like, why are you just saying that to yourself? But Kyron, uh, save this for later. Stocking up. That's what. Uh, uh, <laughs> anytime you're picking something up, especially oh. when you get to a patch when there's like heaps of stuff to pick up, you're like, I'm gonna go through. I'm just gonna farm through <laughs> here, here, and she's like, stocking this might up. Be useful. Stop it! Up. <laughs> Stop it! Put this in the pouch. I'm like, oh, okay, we get it. You, you're doing a good job. <laughs> but then again, I don't mind because it's actually Ashley Birch, and I, I fucking love her. She's great. So yeah, but, I mean, when I'm in, like, when I go to Melbourne, I don't go, ah, oh, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that weird thing of like, obviously I'm they're here. trying to, they're trying to convey the fact that like you know she's saying these things like if you were doing this in real life, that would be the th- the, the voice in your head that's saying. Uh, you would say that stuff to yourself in your head, I guess. Like, you would think that. I guess. <laughs> but their way of dealing with it is, like, projecting it outwards. I don't know. It's a, look, it's not a, it's not Again, a perfect it's, game. It's, it's a very a good grind. game. But, yeah, like, there, there's all, there are things that they could, like, you know, buff out in the sequel, the inevitable sequel. Yes, definitely. Mm. But uh, that's honestly about it. I haven't been committed fully to Horizon because Overwatch... Yeah, know. yes. Well, we have both been playing a lot of Overwatch, and yeah, I'm still fucking mad about the <laughs> ranking system, so go fuck yourself. Meanwhile, uh, I have uh, I've reached Platinum in my first couple of days, so I can oh. honestly just kick in the cruise mode for the rest of the season, yep. and I'm never getting higher than that. Good for you. Good. That's great. I, <sighs> you know, I'm so happy for you. I certainly didn't get ranked in, like, 1400s and bronze at all. No, not at all. You can fight your way to glory. The, oh, yeah, that's all well and good, Kyron. I fought my way to silver tonight, and I'm still, I still managed to. Oh, actually, when we stopped playing, I was at about like fifteen hundred or so. It's still in silver. There you go. It's okay. It's still in silver, but like I, I, I hit silver and then dropped like way back down into like I was still silver, quote silver, but. Yeah, it was way back down in like bronze territory. I'm like, fuck this game. Sometimes I just, <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh boy. But alrighty, shall we move into some news, Karen? Sure. We've only got a couple of stories to talk about, Joel. Yeah, we've got something else we want to talk about, but we'll get to that when we get to it. But the the biggest thing to come out of this week, really, uh, is a whole bunch of Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and some stuff that we've been, well, look, okay. So the basic story is Nintendo, uh, announced about their, uh, Nintendo switch online service. Uh, they announced pricing, they announced what it was going to entail for the most part for certain things. Um, so basically when it comes down to it, the, um, the pricing model in, in Australian currency in Australian dollars is uh, five ninety five for one month, eleven ninety five for three months or twelve ninety five. uh, no, Twenty nine ninety five for twelve months. That's um, a good deal. That's a very good deal. Well, I guess uh, I guess from my point of view, it's a good deal. 
Yeah, which I guess the, the, there's a reason why it's a good deal. But I mean, if you look at it purely for online services, um, we pay what you, you pay like seventy bucks for a twelve month subscription for PlayStation it's, Plus. Yeah, sixty nine ninety five, sixty nine yeah. ninety five for I, Plus for a, a year. I've been paying it monthly, so I I pay like ten bucks a month. So it's like my Netflix subscription. It comes out, which it came out this weekend. But it um yeah, so like ten bucks a month, it'll just automatically do it. Um, it it'll, it won't remind me or anything. Oh, sometimes it'll be like, "Hey, your PlayStation Plus is expiring soon." I'm like, "Yeah, you'll take care of it. It's fine." Yeah, I don't get that. It reminds me sometimes. Like it'll be like, "Hey, uh, your Plus is up for renewal soon." I'm like, uh, yeah, I, good, "Good, yeah." I, I, I know I, you're gonna take the money from me, so just do it. Yeah, like it's gonna be automatic. So yeah, go yeah, go nuts. Um, I mean, I do appreciate the reminder sometimes, but it doesn't seem to be. Every time. No, it's just every now and then. They're just sort of surprised with it. Hey, it's like, you're still paying for this. It's like, yeah, I know. It's all good. I'm waiting. Hey, at, least, at least they remind me, like, I was paying for, I think, Final Fantasy fourteen for a couple of months when I didn't even know I was. So, hey, <laughs> you know, it happens. It's, I should actually be appreciative of AR going, hey, you're still paying for this. That's how they get you. Um, it is how they got me. But there is one important feature of the Nintendo Switch Online service that they have announced uh, apart from the ability to play online, um, which is the uh, classic game selection. Uh, what a fancy name. Fancy name. I think the name Sounds that... sophisticated. I think the name that we've all uh, coined is a much better name, which is Nesflix. Because yeah. The internet in general has just sort of yep. attached itself to that term. It's It works. It, I it's mean, obviously... One. They can't use it, but unofficially, that's what everyone's going to call it. Um, but yeah, basically, they listen. Uh, Nintendo listened to. A, I guess they listened to a lot of the backlash that they received when they announced that it was going to be. Uh, you would receive one game for that month, and at the end of that month, you couldn't have that game anymore unless you paid for it. Like, and that's a very weird system, uh, considering how system. both Xbox and Sony like do their do their thing. Yep. Especially with I mean, Xbox I, coming out and doing the Game Pass, which they announced pricing for that, and it's pretty reasonable. It um, is, except when you take into account like the the additional cost of Xbox Live Gold. Exactly. So you, you're paying for it on top of that, which yeah, that's is an ideal. There should be like a tier where they roll them together. Yeah. That's what I like about this system is it is that feature, like the Games Pass esque stuff for Nintendo's older games. Yeah. But rolled into the online stuff. Like, it's not two separate things. Yeah. So there's going to be, like, a, a bunch of NES games that are available for you to, if you're paying for that subscription service, just download and play to your heart's content. Um, with And they're going to have some uh, some online features as well added to them. Which I, I don't would know assume, what that is. But I, I would assume, like, leaderboards, maybe. I guess. Like, it would be cool if they added co-op to... To some games, though. Yeah. Or like games I, that were, like, local co-op would be playable online. Yeah, like, I mean, if you play, like, Super Mario Bros. 3, like, together, you're just chatting to your friend, you're like, let's play some Super Mario Bros. 3, and you're sitting there, or even in person, and you, like, got to watch them take their turn, and then when they mm. died, it was like, oh, cool, it's my turn now. Like, um, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but, so, yeah, it's only going to be NES games at first. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, the possibility of the SNES game being added. It'll probably it'll probably happen in due time. It'll happen after they release it, uh, the SNES Mini. 
<laughs> they'll release that first, and then I'll be like, all right, cool, we've got our money I from mean, that. By the way, here we go. Here's all the nests. We nest joke, nest. but I wouldn't be surprised. No, I, I, it's, I, I highly think that's what they're doing. Got to sell those SNES minis when they come out later this year. That SNES mini. Do you think we'll see that? No, we'll cover that oh, next I week's episode. Know, I feel like it's not a, an E3 thing, but who knows? It might just be a thing that they put in the end, and they're like, yeah, there we go. Um, I think the Nest Mini was like a random announcement down the road. So. It was a, it was like I remember I was about to go to bed. It was like four in the morning, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, this thing's a Nest Mini. It looks really cool." I was like, "What? What? What this? <laughs> um, Why you make the same thing that Sega does?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Well, I don't understand how. How? It, it's a hundred dollar. What? Okay, sure. I might get one of those. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Yeah, and you basically get to keep those games as long as you keep paying for your subscription, which is the same as PlayStation Plus. If your if your membership lapses, your your license for those games um, sort of gets suspended until you pay for that service again. Yeah, presumably, like I don't know if Nintendo have like completely clarified that, mm. but presumably, if you if you renew your subscription, you should get the games back, like the licenses should go back to you as yeah. again. But I I guess we'll find out for sure later, but. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, exactly. That'd be yeah, it'd be strange. But it's uh, it's kind of cool. I, I mean, it's it's what we've been saying they should be doing for a long time. Oh, it's what everyone's been internet, saying. Yeah, has been shouting at Nintendo to basically be like, just give us like pay, charge us monthly, and just let us play your old games. And this is definitely a step towards making that dream a reality. Yeah, exactly. Um. Now there is there's some there's some sort of bad news to it. Um, the service isn't going to be going live until sometime next year. Um, unlike like late this year, like it was originally thought to be. Uh, which it's, it's I mean we'll, we'll still have online features like the features that we need for online gaming will still be there at least. Oh, absolutely! It's just that yeah, their their full online service that they're that they're like spruiking is uh, not going to be fully functional until next year, which yeah okay fair enough. I can hey, wait if this means they're putting more effort into like servers and stuff like that. I'm a okay with this. Absolutely, yeah. If they're going to take the time to really refine this and really work the, or add all the details, um, yeah, then all all for it. Um, uh, but the other bit of information is that the classic game selection will be a different feature from the virtual console. So, for starters, they this is sort of like them confirming that there's some sort of virtual console. Oh, yeah. They haven't really said that, have they? Everyone's just been going, oh, it's when Everyone's it assumed that it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, so they were just like, oh, by the way, it's going to be different from virtual console. And everyone was like, wait, so it's a thing. Like, we'll never tell. <laughs> um, so, I think... I think the, in my mind, the reason for that is because the virtual console stuff is going to be things from Nintendo 64 onwards. Yeah, and I think the other thing I suspect to be the case is just for the sake of avoiding licensing nightmares, the Netflix stuff might stick to being like Nintendo stuff. Yeah, yeah I... I don't know like how the licenses work for some of those old games. It's amazing that they get some of them on the, the virtual console at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the ones that maybe they've already had on virtual console previously, like most of them maybe. Um but yeah. def- definitely those first party games obviously they're going to be they're going to show up. They'll be the 
the crowning jewels in the in the in the collection. So it is. Uh, it also is a nice way to give your customers another option to give you money if yeah. they don't want to pay for you know for online. Exactly. Like, and here you can buy the virtual console games. They won't have the online stuff. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's gonna be like traditional virtual console based on what Nintendo is alluding to, which is not much at this point. They're still being pretty coy about it. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I hope we hear some more about that. I, I, but I, in my mind, the reason that they've done that is because, yeah, I, I, I'm holding out hope for that that GameCube Virtual Console. Um, I think everyone is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all. But if I could play, I don't know. Maybe. Anything really? The GameCube yeah. has some amazing games. Yeah, well, Metro, if I could play Metroid Prime <laughs> on the go, like, fuck oh. yeah, give that. No, we'll, shit be, we'll, to we'll me. be too busy playing Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, card. There's a, there's a big vote of confidence there. But yeah, that's uh, that's all the information we have about that. Um, there's a whole bunch of information online about that, but it's basically what we've said, pretty yeah. much. They offered a rundown as well, like, again, nothing too surprising or shocking about what each mode will give you access to. So no matter whether you're subscribed to the Nintendo Online or not, you will get access, of course, to the eShop, register and manage friends, share screenshots to social media, and you'll be able to use the Nintendo Switch Parental Controls app. Of course. But uh, if you want access to the following features, you'll need to be a, a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber. Okay which will give you access to online lobby and voice chat app, classic game selection, uh, online gameplay, and Nintendo eShop deals, which I figure will work like the Plus deals. Yeah, yeah, which, which is great. I've taken advantage of many of those Plus deals. Yeah, there's been some good. good stuff on that. It's just like that little bit extra. It's like, you know, this game's on sale for like 50% off, but if you're a Plus member, it's 65% off. And you're like, oh, you're like, oh okay. All right, sure. I already give you money. Why not give you more? Yeah, exactly. That's fine. I'll buy two games instead of one. Yeah. Um, but you did mention about the Nintendo Online Communications app. I sure did, Joel. Hmm. So, so yeah. Um, Hori, who, if you're not familiar with them, are like basically like a peripheral manufacturer. Yep. They have revealed... A Nintendo Switch headset. Awesome. Great. Um, yeah, sure. Awesome is an interesting word to use because the according to like the instructional like images and the art that comes with it, the headset itself ships with a mixer that mm. you can plug your headset into, and then from that so your headset plugs into the mixer, and then the mixer plugs into one cord goes into your switch. Yep. And then the other cord goes into your smartphone. Hmm. Which is seemingly reconfirming what Nintendo had already hinted at, basically. Like, they wanted to do voice chat via a smartphone app. Yeah. But just looking at, like, looking at the image, I can yeah. already just see me going, yeah, nah. It's like, if if we were to do that, and, like, we were out on the go and we were wanting to use the voice chat function. No. I would. I, we just download Discord. You can get Discord on your phone, phones, yeah. And it's free, and it does the same thing. And you just need to have that connected to your head. While and you you're know playing what? The game. If we're at home, 
I'll just use Party Chat on PS4, thanks. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, this system, it, it, yeah. I mean, hey, may, I can't guarantee it's bad because I haven't tried it, but just looking at that image, it, it doesn't look great. It seems unnecessarily complex. Like, it just, it seems unnecessarily over the top and just, uh, they're like, look, look, look at what we did. Like, you know, it's like a the, the little kid coming home with like a macaroni pizza they've made at school. It's like, oh, that's, that's a good effort. You've done, we're going to put that right on the fridge. And then like a week later, it's in the bin because it's awful. But, you know, I, yeah, it just seems a really bad misfire on their behalf. If this is the way yeah. they're going. Unfortunately, again, we have, we, we shouldn't be surprised. They did already say they were going to do voice chat via a smartphone app in the past. Yeah. So this isn't a surprise to anyone, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the headset itself comes out in Japan, or presumably everywhere, like internationally as well, but it comes out, so, out alongside Splatoon 2. Yes. Which, again, like maybe if you've seen the headset art, it is very much Splatoon-inspired and even in- yeah. features an inkling. So, yeah. Well, you look, know. having said that, the headset itself, I really like. I it think looks, it, looks it looks nice. I don't know how comfortable it would be, but it looks yeah. nice. Yeah, I remember having, like, years and years ago, I had a pair of headphones that were the same sort of style, like, the, around the back of the neck and clip over your ears sort of job. Um, and they were comfy enough. I really enjoyed wearing those. So, uh, but if you, if you uh, like you said, it comes out the same day as Splatoon 2, uh, at least in Japan. But uh, apparently it has a feature that will recognise that you're using the that specific headset in game and will equip it to your character. Which is, again, nifty. I'm very interested to see how many people I'll actually see with the headset on. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you I, that's the thing that's like, you know, players could just visibly see how many people are actually using this thing or how many people have bought it. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's possible that it could be an equipable. So maybe you'll be able to take it off. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, mm. I mean, that's actually, a, that's kind of an interesting idea, I think. I think that's cool. Like having like, you know, that peripheral being, having some sort of in-game loot, essentially. Hey, it's Nintendo's way of doing things, all right? Well, look at Amiibo. Some, I mean, look, let's just be thankful that they have listened to everyone about the, the Netflix stuff. <laughs> let's just be thankful for that. They're I mean, I guess step at this a time. isn't confirmation, but this is how all this stuff's going to work. There could be a simpler option. This like could maybe, be just maybe this headset, be, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be an option but doesn't need a mixer. Yeah. Or a smartphone I mean, at all. But, like, it just... It doesn't bode well at this point. No, no. Like, this could just be that headset and it might just be that headset's not a good headset. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, Nintendo could release a first-party one that's, like, you know, a lot more streamlined and a lot more simpler. But who knows? And you know what, Joel? What? This is definitely a step forward from We Speak or whatever it was. Yep. You're not wrong about that. That weird microphone that came with that Animal Crossing game on Wii, was it? Was it, was it an Animal Crossing on Wii? Oh, I swear there was. You know what? I'll Google it. But I, I swear... Yeah, no, it was like Animal Crossing City Folk or something. No, City... Oh, was it? I swear that City Folk was the the GameCube one and that had a microphone for it. I'm going to Google Animal Crossing okay. City Folk and we'll see what pops up because New Leaf is the DS one, the 3DS one. Yep. Oh, City Folk. So City Folk oh. was a Wii game. Okay. Yep. 
Fair enough. Oh, man, you had me sweating bullets there. Yeah, no, I just thought I thought I thought that I was getting my wires crossed. This cold doing my head in, literally, literally doing. But yeah, my head so in. I think that came like there was a peripheral for like voice chat on that, and it was just this weird microphone. Ugh. That sat in front of your TV. I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah, know. I yeah. We're getting closer. This goes on our head and resembles a headset, so we're there. Yeah. We're getting closer, Joel. And it, yeah, you can use it in game for in game party chat well hey man we haven't specified party chat but yeah so it could just be regular voice chat okay i want parties like ever since party got put on playstation like i only want party chat oh party chat is just the best it is the best thing it's yeah it's so good but i mean i i maybe we'll see a little bit more about that next week see i feel i can't help but feel dubious Considering they've gone through the detail, like what would have been, I assume, the announcement, like like this, I don't know if we'll actually hear about this at E3. It's just like that's been. A, maybe we'll like, hear cool information. Like maybe it, we'll hear more about like the the voice chat stuff in general, like how it's going to work. Consider like maybe maybe call me being a bit too optimistic, but like this information, they may have chosen to put it out like this because they want to focus on the games. Yeah. At E3, right? True. Yeah. Maybe they felt this would just bog down their presentation too much. I I feel like if they're going to... Look, because they're obviously going to talk about Splatoon 2 next week, so in a bit more detail. um, So I I would... I I feel like they would have to mention it at least or demonstrate it at least. At least spend 30 seconds going, this is how you connect it. This is what you do. There you go, guys. And then move on to the next thing. Yeah, well, I mean, because the server doesn't go pay to use until next year. Yeah. But they have said there'll be a free version of the app to trial sometime right. this year, I think. So I, that could happen around Splatoon 2. You would you would think. You would have to think that that's going to be... Yeah, like, if this, if this headset releases with the mixer and all that, like, presumably it'll come out around the same time. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't know if I see them really talking about that. Because like, there is a Splatoon yeah, 2 enough. Invitational, so maybe they'll do it there. Uh, maybe that's what... Maybe it's like they have like different locations around the world. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Oh, crazy but, um, old Nintendo. Happy for Netflix. Confused about yes. headset. Yes. I think that's the, the, the takeaway we can, we can uh, take away from this. But we did mention E3, Kyron, and it is just around the corner. This like, time what, next like, week. Oh, boy. Well, this time next week, we will have seen EA's conference. This time next and... week, I'll be really tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be probably about as tired as I am now. Probably, I'll yeah. probably be asleep with my alarm ready to go up at like 6.30 a.m. for Microsoft's yep. press conference next Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one. <sighs> uh, but, so we thought we'd do a little bit of like, you know, building excitement. Everyone's excited. It's like video game Christmas, and everyone gets really into the spirit and starts discussing their hopes and dreams, what logically they think that was going to be there, what what in their wildest fantasies they think is going to be there. So we thought we'd break down uh, over the next, uh, this episode and the next episode, uh, a few of the conferences and what we think is going to appear, what we know is going to appear and what we'd <coughs> like to see. Um, so we thought we'd do them in order and start off Oh, not in order. We'll start off with Bethesda, because it's the first yeah. on the list. We chose these yep. three because it's like, hey, we know that we're going to spend probably less time getting excited and talking about these three particular ones compared to the other B 
big three that are happening. Yeah, on paper, these are the three that are probably going to have less stuff that's relevant or interesting to us. And it's our podcast, and we can do what we want. So you tell them, Joel. Yeah, but we keep it. listening. Uh, yeah, we we love you, but deal with it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll start off with Bethesda. Um, so uh, this is be their third uh, press conference that they've uh, annual press conference that they've held. Yeah, I I, I still yeah. remember being shocked when they did their first one two years mm. ago, and then watching that one and going, they fucking nailed one. that. Yeah, that was it a was good press conference. Last year, not so much. Not last year, bit iffy. Well, but... I mean, all you got to do is, is like sit next to each other and compare and be like, well, look, year one they had that amazing Fallout reveal, oh, yeah. which was incredible. Yep, and was Doom like that one as well? Or I think that was Doom as well. Yeah, yeah, and then like the year after. They spent a lot of time with Dishonored 2, which wasn't a bad thing. That game was was cool looking and arcade made good stuff. Exactly. But just how they sort of handled the stuff toward like the game, the stage demos and all that, like was just yeah. cut up and weird and didn't flow very well and They treated it like it was a Fallout game, but yeah. it doesn't have the the commer- like the wide commercial appeal of a Fallout game. And like Fallout Fallout, much like Elder Scrolls for Bethesda, is a weird thing where Everyone has played probably Fallout at some yeah. point. A Fallout game. Yeah. Be Specifically, three, no Vegas. doubt, 3 or New Vegas. Yeah. 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 Or even, like, you know, so there's some people out there who only played the original, like, uh, top-down ones, which weren't Bethesda. No. Exactly. But, um, yeah, like, people know Fallout. People know the name. They know the setting. They know the, the whole feel for the game. So then, like, yeah, to have them come out and try to sell Dishonored 2 in a similar way and all the, like, the gross pre-order stuff didn't feel as fun or jolly that time and it was just... Yeah. It was a weird-feeling conference. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. Like, everyone sort of walked away from that one going, okay, all right, let, I guess we can only go up from here, but... He had, he had that cool intro, though. Yeah, that cool intro was great. I did enjoy that. And, like, you know, the stuff they did talk about was, was good. There was some good stuff in there. I it was guess. fine. I just wish Bethesda would stop trying to be the next EA or something like that. Yeah. Or the next Activision. Because they've got their card game, which is like yes. Hearthstone, but not. They've yep. got Quake Champions, which is a hero shooter. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Overwatch, but not. And yeah, maybe maybe carve out your own image like like you did with Elder Scrolls and Fallout, like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you created a genre, like the, the Bethesda game, the, the, the weird Bethesda open-world uh, RPG. Like it's... With glitches, but, like, sort of, like, a, like adorable glitches, where you're like, were oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's like, it, you expect <laughs> it going in. glitch. So, yeah, you, you, going into those games, you expect it, so you, you sort of, when you hit one, it's like, ah, oh, like, Oh, crazy old Bethesda. Old Bethesda. <laughs> cheeky little buggers. Yeah, like it's, it sort of softened the blow a little bit, I guess. But, so we've, we've got a list of things that we think might appear there um, and that we highly think are going to appear there. Um, starting off with uh, Fallout VR, which is something they talked about last year in their, their, their conference last year. Um, they were like, yeah, we're developing Fallout for VR. And everyone was like, great. Like it's playable on the show floor. It's like, great. And we never heard anything else about it since then. So I guess the question is, like, do you think Fallout VR is going to be a new experience or just like a tacked on thing for Fallout 4? 
Uh, well, I think the way they were describing it last year was like it was the. I think that one of the follow-up articles, the very few ones, I think they said something about it being the full game experience in VR. Hmm. So, I mean, it's not it's not entirely impossible, but yeah, it seems pretty a pretty big undertaking for something that is still a pretty high like high price commodity. There's a lot of there's a lot of game in that game. There's a lot of game in that game, and it's. Yeah, there is not a lot of VR units out in the public, I guess. Really, when it comes down to it. So, and let, let alone just like actual systems that could run it efficiently. Presumably, this will exactly. be a PC thing, right? Well, yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Because, I, mean, I mean, let's be honest, like, Professor Games at already aren't super optimized for console. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. But, I mean, like, they they do have a bit of a partnership a little bit with Sony. So, I mean, I guess the PlayStation um, VR might not be completely out of the question. Maybe. Mm. But, I mean, I, I I think we'll see that this year. I think they'll come out it's, with that. It's a pretty safe bet to save it. And, and like, it'll, it'll probably get people excited. If it is the original game, I do wonder how many people are willing to jump back in to that experience yeah. to play the whole game again. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It will uh, be very interesting. I mean, obviously we're, we're years, years and years off a new Fallout announcement. So Fallout VR, oh, I guess, keeps it in people's minds. Yep. You know, uh, yeah, it keeps that, that, that big name rolling, that big train rolling. Um, this will be like middle of the conference thing where everyone's like, ah, oh, cool. I don't have a, I don't have a bloody vibe. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to play this. <laughs> I don't have a next. PC that can run VR. <laughs> yeah, it's like, next, move it on. Uh, Karen, I think the next thing on our list is something that you're very excited about the possibility of. It is, and I'll, I will level first. So it's it's obviously a sequel to The Evil Within. Yeah. Uh, I never finished The Evil Within. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I, I hit a point in that game where I was just like, no, I don't like this where it was like, it was a really annoying part in a mansion where there was just this, basically a boss that could insta-kill you who mm. teleports towards you, and it was just really annoying. Oh, uh, okay. But um, I but still, I almost, like, I, up until that point, I love the game. I almost I picked that up in this uh, that uh, digital sale as well this week. I was like, I really should play that game. It was a game that I was really interested in. It's good. I, I really should go back and go past that point. Yep. But, like, up until that point, I loved it. I love it, like... The story was really weird but interesting, and it's just it's cool to see a survival horror game from Shinji Mikami mm. still out there, and that's why I will I am excited to see what an Evil Within sequel will look like. I've heard the DLC to the first game like answered some questions but left you with more as well. Yeah, so there's definitely room to move there, which is cool. Yeah, um, I I, I think this this has been heavily rumored. Um, for a while now that this was in development, so I would well, not be surprised. Mikami and his team have been dark for a while. Like they've yeah. been working on something, but no one knows what. And I, Pete Hines is, I'm pretty sure, said that the first game was successful enough and would potentially get a sequel. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. It seems to have a big enough following because, like, this was pretty big news. Like when people were every, every time someone has a new bit of information about a potential sequel to the game, like. People are like, yeah, awesome, Evil Within, that's great. Like, I mean, 
Mikami is basically the master of survival horror, man. Exactly. He gave us Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, and Dino Crisis. Um, Dino Crisis and Shadows or that, that that mixture game, like that he did with like uh, Akira uh, Yamaoka and um, Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned, yes. Yeah. With the talking and, gun. Yeah. Like was it boner or something? It was a it was a boner, yeah. Yeah, lots yeah. of boner jokes. It was yeah, lots of dick jokes. It was a Suda Fifty One game as well. So yeah, that's who it was. That's the other guy. Yeah, Suda Fifty One, crazy bastard. Which if you um, like those three guys, like that game is a good time. Yeah, I started playing it. I never really got into it, which is strange because it seems like a game right up my alley. But I think it's kind of cool. I like. I, I, I dug it. Yeah, I think I was playing it as like an in between game. But anyway, um. But, uh, yeah, even within two, I would be surprised. Like a lot of people thought it was going to happen last year. Yeah, yeah, and it probably would have been a. Yeah, I probably would have made that conference a little bit better. Yeah, it's just, I I'm interested to see where they take it. There's just, I will always have a soft spot for a game that's like, hey, I'm survival horror. I'm like, good, good, more, yeah. more of you. Give, give me all of that. Yeah. Um, survival horror can sell money. It can sell units. I will take two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think this is... I would be very surprised. This would be a good... Do you think this should be a Fallout-style part of the conference, or should it be well, its own little... It's going to depend. If It depends which one like, when it's going to come out, really. Yeah. Bethesda, if they're sticking to what they've done the last couple of years, presumably a lot of their stuff will be essentially dated and will come out around that time yep and hey like hey even within two would make a pretty good halloween game so fingers crossed absolutely that, that happens yeah like i is yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that was the case because like you said uh shinji mcgarvey's been quiet for a while in his team and mm. uh was it uh tequila works yeah yeah so like oh, is it tequila been... works or is it I always get his one and the guys who made Rhyme mixed up. Uh, okay. Tequila. It might be... Hang on, I'm going to double check. Because... I know that they're, they're similar. They are very close in name. Yeah. And every time I talk about them, I'm like, wait, did I get the right one? I think I, I think Tequila right Works one. is the wrong one. I Tango think. Game Works is the one. Tango Game Works. There we go. There you go. See, I knew... They, they both start with T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they both got similar kind of anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I think if this is a game that ha- is does exist, I think it's coming out this year. Well, Evil Within One came out in 2014, so it's been a while. Yeah, I think I I would be very and Bethesda had been very good at like you said sticking to their deadlines because I remember that Fallout Four announcement. Everyone they're like, it's coming out in November, and everyone's like, bullshit, it is. That game's getting delayed at least. Yeah, they're like that game's getting delayed at least three times, and then yeah, we got it, and it, it was okay. Um, <laughs> it was a fun game. Uh, cool. Wolfenstein, another game that got teased uh, in the opening uh, credits from last year's or opening cinematic thing from last year's conference. Yeah, uh, it was... well, it wasn't directly teased by no. full name either. It was mm. just the new Colossus. Yeah, which apparently relates to something that happens in the Old Blood, in Wolfenstein the Old Blood, from what I've heard, or even in the end of New Order. In one it of also, the games... It would line up as well, like, you know, Old Blood and New Order, New Colossus. New Colossus, like, it, yeah. It sort of themes the names as well. 
Yeah. So uh, I think this one's definitely going to be coming out this year, and I think it's going to be pretty close. Maybe. Cause... Like, if, if they end up putting out The Evil Within, like, this year, well, do you reckon they'd put out this as well? Like, I don't know. Do you think this would be a good holiday game? Like, a good... Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe this will be their March game, actually. That's probably not a... out of the question either. Like, their February-March game. Yeah. It, I mean, they could they could put it out this holiday. It depends on... Like, again, much like Tango, Machine Head have been quiet for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, presumably, this game, would, this game could be very far along in development if it's getting revealed at E3 mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So... Uh, I, yeah. Well, I think this would be a good... Like, because they need another Doom. They need another, like, that kind of level of, uh, like... Look at this old game that everyone used to love, and we made a new version of it, and everyone really likes that because it keeps the same flavor and feel of it. So, um, and I, I played a fair bit of New Order. Um, yes. But I played it on PS3, and it wasn't great uh, on PS3 performance-wise, but it's a, it's a really good game. Like, it, you could dual-wield in it, like... Straight out the gate, dual wield, two like a rocket launcher and like a machine gun. Like it was, it had that same sort of ridiculous, over the top feel. But like the storyline was actually kind of interesting as well, and had like good character development and and the voice acting was kind of good as well. Um, the cutscenes were really really pretty. Um, yeah, I, so I, I I always wanted to go back and finish that and then play through the old blood because I've heard the old bloods like kind of like a what-if scenario as well that's not entirely a sequel to the first one. It's like a spin-off one. Well, um, yeah, it is, it is essentially a, a downloadable game, so... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, they're, they're going really cheap at the moment. I should, I think I might pick them up and I might give them a go, especially if, if, if New Colossus gets announced next week. Um, and so I'll be like, all right, I'm going to prepare myself, play through them. Because, yeah, well, like I said, when I played of... of the new water it was really good um and i think yeah this is a, another fairly no-brainer that game was pretty well received critically and i think commercially as well it did okay at least at the very least i think um, mostly like people enjoyed the last like the last couple of wolfenstein games yeah yeah i think it was it was like a return to form and return to the spotlight for the series which is good um anything else about wolfenstein oh I mean, again, I haven't really played much of the original one, but mm. I, I, it just makes sense. Yeah, it does. And if, if yeah, like if, if that uh, little, a little bit of information that we got at the start at boot up sequence last year, um, is to be believed, then yeah, this is, this is a no brainer. Mm. Uh, something uh, that might not be a no brainer though. Yeah, we get into the the more the murkier waters, Joel. The unclear the- sections. The wild and crazy part, yeah. Uh, so, do you think we'll get a tease for a new Elder Scrolls game? I mean, Fallout 4 was what? It was two years ago now, right? Yeah. Uh, it was the end of 2015, yeah. Yeah. I think... I wouldn't rule out a tease for it. I, yeah. I don't know if that tease will be anything more than, like, maybe a logo, if we see anything. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's still for for how long Bethesda spends on their open world games. Like it feels too early, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I yeah, I think it feels too early. I think we'll get like a thirty second like logo and an and a name for it so we know, oh, this is the name of the new Elder Scrolls game. We can look forward to that. Um so, Yeah, um, I think mm. uh like recently Todd Howard, I'm pretty sure talked about what they were like they had yeah they got three new games in the works yeah okay but again this is like i think this is it first came out a few months ago now can't remember the exact sort of time frame but basically the the last we heard of them was todd howard said they they did they had three new games in the works but no new elder scrolls news so okay i don't know if that means they haven't started the new elder scrolls yet and they're working on new ips we know that there's an Elder Scrolls 6 coming, obviously, because oh, of course. Skyrim was insanely popular. Absolutely, yeah. That game is... Oh, Jesus. Oh, that game was th- a phenomenon. Do you think we'll see the Switch version? In the actually, one? actually, that's not a bad... That's not a bad... Either we'll see it there, uh, or you will see a tease of it there, and we'll get more information at the Nintendo Direct. Or, yeah, we'll see think it about there. It, that's honestly, actually... I forgot that was even a thing. <laughs> yeah, I did until just then as well. That's actually, that's a fair point. And like, give it a date. And, it, oh, yeah. That could fill the Elder Scrolls slot, I guess. Yeah. And, that, and like, they could tease Elder Scrolls Six from that if they chose to. Yeah. Be like, I I do the, uh, but one more thing. Like, and then yeah. have like zoom in on like a mountaintop and then the dragon flies up and then Elder Scrolls 7 7 blobbity blob. 7 so, you they're know skipping what? 6 Joel Elder Scrolls 6 sorry Joel they're skipping 6 yeah they are okay That's, yeah you heard it here first yeah I, Elder but, Scrolls 7 will be the next my, Elder Scrolls game my, my dad works for Bethesda <laughs> my dad is Todd Howard and oh, okay. he told me uh, really yeah Little bit I have so many questions for you I can't answer them. I can't. You answer can them. you can tell me all this information. I shouldn't have said that. He sent men for me now. This is getting weird. <laughs> he sent um, men for me. Yeah, top men. Um, Very specific and, set of skills. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's actually not a bad idea. The uh, the Switch version that'd be cool. I I'd be for that because again, I've said before, Skyrim's a game I never played, and yeah, I'd, I'll pick up the Switch version. I'll play that. I hope it runs well. That's the only well, yeah, thing if it, I hope. If it if it runs at like three frames a second, I'm not going to fucking bother. But like, if it <laughs> runs competently, like, yeah, sure, I'll give that a go. That'd be fucking great. Fingers crossed. But yeah, like yeah. that was a, I. It was a thought that just smacked me in the face as I was looking for information yeah. about Bethesda making three new games. I just yeah. realized, yeah, there's, there is a Switch version of Skyrim coming. Yes, uh, and the last little bit that we've got here for Bethesda that we're considering. Uh, is a, a new IP that is a. This is, this is a very out there rumor, and yeah. I, I would not take it too seriously, but it's interesting to consider. Yeah, it is interesting. If it, if it is a thing that exists, I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, there is apparently a another open world RPG Bethesda, quote Bethesda game, out there. Um. It's apparently called Starfield, um, and it's going to be set in space. It's going to be open world, all that kind of jazz, um, and have all those kind of 
uh, tropes. There's basically, from what I read of of the rumor, it seems to be like the Mass Effect killer that they're trying to go for. You remember I said earlier, Bethesda, about being your mm-hmm. own person, your own company? Yeah, this isn't it. <laughs> it isn't it. But having said that, I'm intrigued if they can if they can pull it off. Um, because the other part of this this weird leak that was on a uh, NeoGAF post um, oh. on a thread on there, the other part of it was that it's this was a way to tie it all into the one storyline. And and when I say all, I mean Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and this Starfield. I don't. Apparently, like the way idea. apparently the way it's supposed to go is Fallout was like the beginning. Starfield is the middle and Elder Scrolls is like set in the very, very far future. I don't like this. I think that's a far stretch of something that they would do, but I mean, it's one of the, thing, it's one of the things in the room of it sets my alarm bells off and goes, yeah, this probably yeah, isn't true. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to, con- to consider like the possibility of Bethesda doing a sci-fi of mod RPG. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. It's something they haven't done yet. Like really? Like they haven't really delved into sci-fi all that much. I mean, Prey... Yeah, that's Arcane, though. I mean, I not Bethesda it. themselves. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's not. that's not in-house. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, like I said, like, I don't... There's a part of it was a room that I really don't buy, and it's towards the bottom of a rumor where it suggests that they're making a Game of Thrones game, which I very much don't yeah, think is no. happening. No, 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 no. Uh, but Telltale's I, again, surely like, still got that license. <laughs> For all um, the... They won't probably do it... Yeah, they won't do anything with it, but... Yeah, well... For yeah, all the... Got... I don't buy this rumor. I think it's interesting to consider the fact that Bethesda could be making a sci-fi open-world RPG. Like, it, it's an mm. area they haven't really gone to, and... An area that makes sense, like, for the their style of game that they make. Yeah, well, given, like, sense. after No Man's Sky sort of had... Yeah, huge planets and space travel and all that. And now I've got Elite Dangerous coming out. Well, it's already out on Xbox and PC, but coming to PS4 this month with like space travel yes. and all this other stuff. So, you know, Bethesda wouldn't be crazy for looking into it. But oh, I God, do no. doubt like, this rumor is true. Yeah, I I kind of want it to be true because I'd like to see what they do with that. But yeah, I don't think... If it is true, I don't think we'll see it this year. But who knows? I mean, that could be their their ace in the hole. That could be the thing that they they pull out at the end and go, surprise, motherfuckers, is what we got up our sleeve. Who knows? Maybe. Like, again, Maybe. I want I want to believe that they are doing something interesting and sci-fi-ish, but if it is, I, I, I don't know. I, just, I can't buy that rumor. Nah, no. Um, all right. Electronic Arts, EA. Um... Lots of Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's probably the point we should start on. Star Wars. Yep, lots of Star Wars. We already know, but I think they'll treat Battlefront 2 like they treated Battlefield 1. I think they've already said that they're doing a 40-player. I think I read somewhere over the weekend that they're doing a 40-player after their conference. So yeah, yeah, they're doing the same thing. Hopefully Um, less celebrities. No, there's going to be more. You know there's going to be more. More celebrities. There's going will to be they, so many. Will they let Snoop Dogg keep his suspicious, smokable d- thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they might like let him keep it. He'll be there. Actually, no, he might even turn up. He might be sad that he's not allowed to smoke inside anymore. <laughs> oh, sad Snoop Dogg. 
if we get to EA's conference and EA players sit outside, we know why. <laughs> is he even Colston talk anymore? I don't think that's his name, is it? Uh, no. It's, Has he gone he back to Snoop it? Line. He Snoop was Snoop Lion for a while, but I, I feel like he's like a combination of the two now. I don't even know. He, or, he still loves smoking weed and loves playing Battlefield 1. That's all I know. That's, that's um, most of the important things to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll see a lot of Star Wars. We'll see a lot of Battlefront. I hope we see like a really cool campaign trailer. Like we had that that one that came out a few months ago and that was interesting. Yeah. But I want I something we'll see, more to, to bite onto. I'd like to see like a piece of like the campaign, like a gameplay. That, that, that Their gameplay demo would be a piece from the campaign. Show like a, I don't think it's going to be though. I don't think it will be either. But like, it, that'd be cool to show off that and go because everyone they'd be like, you know, this is something you all like. Everyone was asking for. Let's see it in action. Like not too much. Like maybe like a couple of minutes. See like a cool set piece and go and leave like, an uncharted like uh, gameplay demo. Basically, that's what I want to see. Where it ends and you go. Oh, I want to see what happens next. I need to play this game. Like. That kind of thing. They won't do it. It's all it's EA. They'll be yeah. like, they'll be like, it's Star Wars. You love Star Wars. You're gonna buy it next. Like that's probably what it'll be. Do you think we'll see Amy Hennig's game? We have to. We have to, right? We just we have, have to. to see something. We have to see something that's more than five seconds of a guy walking out of a bar. Like that's and then just to see something. a montage of people working at desks. Yeah. We need to see something. We we need at least a name for the game. A name would be good. A name would a be name, good. A name and some vague details about where it's set and what it entails. Like, not heaps, just a one paragraph. Honestly, I I need the, like, just even, like, a minute of, of gameplay more than a name, honestly. Yeah, like, you can, I, I, you can call anything something, really. Doesn't I'd make it happy. real. Yeah, I'd be happy with a trailer. Like, even if it's a CG, like, mostly CG trailer. Oh, I need I'd, gameplay. I, I need mm, gameplay. Yeah, I suppose. It's, I, been, I, it's been a long time. I, I honestly think I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with just, like, a CG announcement trailer, maybe a little bit of gameplay on stage, but, yeah, CG announcement trailer with a name, and so I, at least we know what's going to be, what the game's going to entail. That's, that's what problem. I'd be happy with. If it is revealed, if they do show it, I don't know how much I want to show because it's definitely not coming out anytime soon. Oh god no. Especially god, like no. with 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 Battlefront 2 like this holiday like it, it would be too much I think to put two Star Wars games out around the same time. It'll come out before the Han Solo movie next year. Ooh, you you're saying that are you going on record? Uh well it'll come out around the same time. Do you think it'll be a Han Solo game? Mm, see that's the thing because it's it's rumored to be about like a roguish i mean here's han solo-esque character isn't it but let's just level it here everyone knows it han solo and just like being a smuggler or a bet like in general is the coolest thing about star wars oh yeah yeah he's easily the like the most likable character in star wars yeah and which is strange because he's a fucking dickhead he's a jerk massive jerk (laughs) Um, he's a joke. I, I think he, do, he like you can see he's got a big heart in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's that's a joke. why he's that's why he's so good. Yeah. So I think yeah, I I think that's I I don't think it's going to be a Han Solo game, so to speak. I think it might be in the same 
world as Han Solo, if that makes sense. The same vein as Han Solo. And I think that's why they're, they're not saying anything about it. And then the, from E3 onwards, this is the point where they're going to start kicking off the marketing campaign for it, leading into that new Star Wars movie. Because it seems to be that they're trying to have a game come out for every new Star Wars movie. That's a good point, actually. That's a very so, good point. Like, and you, why wouldn't you? Like, to build hype about your game, you have hype about the movie, so people who are going to see the movie will buy the game and vice versa. It all plays into this, the one money-making machine that is Star Wars. So, it's a, I, it's, it's a very efficient money-making machine, though. Let's oh be God, honest yeah. here. Yeah, because anytime, anytime any one of us sees something new, we're just, like, thrusting our wallets into the screen going, take it, take it all. Um, so yeah, I, that, that's my opinion. Uh, that's, I am going on record as saying that I think it's going to come out around the same time as the, hearing you say that does make me believe like we didn't get a new Star Wars game with Rogue One, but we did get new DLC. We we? got DLC for, for, um, for Battlefield One. Yeah. So Uh, yeah. Battlefront One. Sorry. This would make sense actually. Mm. I think you might be onto something here. Yeah. That's just that I've just got this little feeling that that's what they're trying to do, and it, the the fact because well, like, like the the teaser like that we saw like the split second was him and Moss Eisley, wasn't it? Yeah, was Moss Eisley on Tatooine. And you see, what, what was it was was it the Falcon that flew across at the end? I don't, know. I don't remember. There was. Man. It's been so long since I watched that like half a second clip. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is a ship that flies over, but I can't remember. I don't think it was the Millennium Falcon, but there is a ship that flies over at one point. What if you're chasing uh, Han Solo? Oh, Kyron. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, that's got me way too excited. I need to and be You can have, like, young Han Solo from a movie. Oh, Han Solo. God. I don't oh. know. Like, I think, yeah, the more I think about this, the more I think that you are probably onto something here, and that could put it as, like, a late release next year, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It just, I, I just have, I have this feeling that the game is something that's sort of, Vaguely related to or in the same vein as the Han Solo character. But here's the thing. That's, yeah. If that's the case, mm-hmm. there's been a growing trend for a lot of these press conferences, like, I guess mostly Bethesda or NEA, where they show more stuff for games that are close to coming out mm-hmm. and are more likely to just drop little bits for stuff that's a ways off. So I think if that's the case, we may just see, like, a trailer for this game. That And, and like I said, I, I would be okay with that. As long as I... See a trailer, a name, and like a paragraph, like in the the, the press notes afterwards, there's a paragraph of information about it. Or Amy Hennig's there and she's like, this is our game. This is what it's about. This is what you're going to encounter. Here's a trailer. Please look forward to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I'm... Yeah, that'd make me happy. Yep. Just know people at desks, please. Yeah, fuck no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Oh, anyway, back to things that we... And I think those are the only two Star Wars games that we get at this point. Like we might get a mobile game. We might get a. I don't know. I don't know if EA will dedicate stage time at E3 to a mobile game. Uh... That feels like more of a, a press release thing, maybe, or like a on a on a side They've... stream somewhere. I want to say they've done it in the past. They've covered like they covered like Galaxy of Heroes and 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 they covered like their mobile well, their MMO. No, there was, I, I swear they talked about, not in depth, there wasn't like, they didn't take up much time, but they did talk about their mobile stuff, oh because EA have a big mobile, like, operation, or they used to anyway, 
Um, I think they're still doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm on scared there. again. Yeah, so I, I think because there's there was there's the one that's where you collect the, like the card battle one basically. Um, yeah, I tried playing a little bit of it and I was like, hey, this is okay. Um, it's fine. I don't need to play this anymore. Um, but Kyron, I'm excited for one thing that we know is going to be there. There's a new Need for Speed game coming, and we got a trailer for it on the weekend. And it's it actually called... man- it actually leaked like hours before the trailer as well. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, so it's called Need for Speed Payback, um, and it basically looks like a Fast and the Furious movie in all it, the right it ways. Is a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, in all the right ways. Like it, it looks cheesy. It looks like cliche. There's lots of cars doing crazy things and blowing things up. And I'm so on board, Karen. I'm so on board. And I'm, I'm excited to see more of it. Um, they have said things about, uh, uh, it's going to have a lot of car player customization. Uh, it's set in another fictional location. A lot of people thought it was going to be set in a real life location. Cause there was a teaser image that came out and it looked like there was like the, um, the Seattle space needle in it. And so people thought it was going to be set in Seattle. Um, but yeah, it's going to have uh, three playable characters looking to take down the house, a cartel that run the casinos, criminals, and cops of Fortune Valley. Um, so apparently there's going to be the, um, like, uh, you can play as cops and, uh, and the bad guy, the good guys in, uh, in different modes and things like that as well. So bring about that hot pursuit stuff, which yes, thank you. And most wanted as well. Um, lots of car customization. One of the pre-order bonus cars is the Nissan 350Z, uh, which is the poster car for Need for Speed Underground 2, and it's one of my favorite cars, and I love it. So, but don't pre-order, because pre-order I'm not going to pre-order. I'm not going to pre-order. But if I can buy that pack, it's called oh, like the You'll be able to. You'll be able pack. to buy it the day after it comes out. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. It'll come with like the day one edition, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um... But yeah, I'm excited for that. There's yeah, there's a trailer out for it. You can go and watch it. It's 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 exactly what you'd expect from the way I've described it pretty much. It's over the top, it's silly, it's fun, but I'm so into it. I'm just excited to have a new arcade racer coming out. And Ghost Games do make some really good stuff. Like um the last Need for Speed game was actually really good. Uh despite the fact that you had to be online to play it um all the time. But uh, it had like cheesy FMV cutscenes, and I love that shit. Um, it was it was so bad; it made me cringe so much. But it also made me smile because I lo- I loved it, and it reminded me of Most Wanted. Like that was the same thing, like the original Most Wanted. So yeah, that was a good game. It was a great game. The original, I I, I got to no- I got to number one on the Most Wanted list. Hell yeah! I did list. it like three times. I was like, oh, I fucking love that game. Cruise off into the sunset in that BMW. Fuck yeah! Didn't do it in the reboot though. In the in the new one. No, CBF doing it there. I think I did in that one. Oh, maybe I didn't. I did play a lot of it though. It was good. That was a Criterion one too. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last thing that the one that Criterion worked on before. Ghost Games picked up the mantle. Who are making this one as well? But we'll see that. We'll see gameplay. We'll yeah, see again, the, we'll see the trailer again. I don't know if there'll be much of it. No. It's sort of like one of those games where EA is kind of like, yeah, look, you know what you're getting from this. And we already know the release date's coming out in November. Is it? It's definitely in the in the, in the November. Yeah, I'm pretty somewhere. sure it's November. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be there. 
there's going to be lots of sport because it's EA and they for just... sure. But definitely EA Sport will be there. But will we get like another story mode from one of their sports games? Like it sounds like the one from was it FIFA? Yeah, yeah. The FIFA. FIFA one sounded pretty popular. Yeah, and let's. Great, because that honestly, when I saw that trailer, aside from the the, the actor on stage, that part was that was bad. Yeah, but was a thing. watching, um, like seeing like the, the 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 story mode trailer, I was like, this is interesting. They've actually tried to do something different with the genre, like because before that, it was just like it's the same game with some new teams, different players, and and like slightly better graphics, and like maybe like they've polished up the gameplay a little bit. Like it was yeah. the same thing with all those sports games, but people love that because they're getting the new iteration with the new teams and the new players and all that sort of stuff, which is fine. Um, but to have that little extra bit in there um, seemed like a cool idea. And like going through the journey of a player starting off in like, you know, as a rookie and going through to the big leagues is that's cool. That's um, a surprisingly cool idea. And I cannot believe sometimes that it came from EA. Yeah, I know, right? But I think, I think, yeah, we might see it potentially yeah. with the Madden series. Yeah, like I don't know which one for sure, but Madden seems like the next bet because that's probably one of their another one of their better EA Sports games. Mm, I think it they're doing another. M- well. Yeah, I think they're doing another NBA Live game as well. So I mean, I, they've done basketball ones in the past with um like two K. They've done a whole bunch of like the NBA two K fifteen, I think maybe 16 one of those ones they did um uh they did like a story mode sort of thing like that as well and it was directed by spike lee and yeah apparently it was really weird but so ea didn't come up with them no i think i i'm pretty sure they did it as well but um basketball games have had that before where like you basically have one character you'd make a character and you go through a whole see i've actually i think ea did it as well um, in some of the other games, where you create a character and that was your character for the season, oh, and you'd play through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but I feel like I saw stuff in uh, in the in like FIFA work with like conversations and stuff. Oh yeah, it was the, like the story mode options. one in yeah, uh, and we're done. Um, yeah, no, I think the yeah the the one that was in last year's FIFA uh, definitely had like there was cutscenes and there was like choices you had to make and and things like that, which was cool interesting yeah so i think we'll definitely see probably a new story mode for a sports game we'll see a new yeah we'll see a new madden game we'll see we'll see a new fifa it'll be they'll go on about it peter moore will be talking about soccer again he'll love love and life um what else have we got for ea well i I think those are that's basically what i would describe as the surefire stuff yeah, there is there is the chance we'll see some Battlefield One DLC because there's some mm. some expansions that haven't come out yet, which I think they've got names for, but I don't know if they've yeah. said them out. Like they've released them, the names of them, yeah. but they've said they've got names for. So again, with a big focus on Battlefront Two, they might just choose to put a trailer out after the show, but it could happen in the conference. Like they might just they might just yeah drop a trailer in the middle, like the break up, yeah. like two different talking, but yeah, who knows. The interesting question, though, Joel, is will we see Bioware's new IP? Oh, see, this is tough, because normally I would be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it, but... Okay, hang on, before you... I know what you're going to say, but it's worth remembering that this is Bioware proper. Yeah, 
I understand, but do you still think because people were uh, were associating Andromeda with the name Bioware, do you think it's it's a good idea for them to come out so soon and be like, yeah, cool? Do you think there'd be any backlash if they did that? Like, not um, not a lot of backlash, but do you think there would be any sort of like negative? Uh, I don't comments? think so. I think. I think if they if they do it right, like if they reveal a new Bioware IP, there's a chance to to maybe actually potentially even get rid of some of that negative Mass Effect, you know, that's mm. just sort of hanging over their heads. Because that's true. If you if they present a not Mass Effect from Bioware, there's a potential there to get people excited again. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen because Andrew Wilson, their CEO, earlier this year did confirm that it was delayed past next March. Okay, so. Again, if he is focusing on stuff that's coming out soon, I don't know how much they would talk about it. But so we know what do we know? Do we do we know it's a new IP and that's it? It's a new IP, and from what we've from how they've described it, is it's going to be an action adventure, not an RPG title. Okay, and it's going to resemble games similar to Destiny and The Division. So you know, right? So MMO gonna... light sort of games. Yeah, which will make sense. That because yeah, I mean that's Destiny, what the market is. Destiny and Division have had like you know rocky starts and have developed into quite um good things, good games, and brought good stuff to the table and some good ideas. And we've seen already with Bungie, like with this Destiny Two, the stuff that they're trying to work on already looks great. Um, so yeah, I. It might maybe happen. maybe at know. the end, could be they could drop a trail like a, a trailer for it. I don't see. I don't think they will because the way EA's conferences are always the same. They are always they are. the same. They have a formula. They have a formula, and it's a shit formula. It's a really bad fucking formula, and it, they, their conferences are always underwhelming. I always stay up till fuck o'clock to to watch them, and I always go, "Why did I do that?" There was I shouldn't have done that um and i'm always disappointed after i watch them even if there's stuff in there that i really like i'm sort of like all right cool because they never usually show it but maybe this year they'll get it right who fucking knows don't bet on it i'm not i'm not like i i am 95 percent certain that it's going to be the same formula right down to snoop dogg and he's and he's joint oh so good Oh, God. All right, Ubisoft. Now, it's funny for Ubisoft because this will be the shortest one, honestly. Yep, because we've already talked we about know. most of the things. Yep. First of all, there'll be Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes. Which had already been heavily rumoured, blah, 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 blah. But actually, last week after we recorded, mm-hmm. a shirt leaked out with a picture of a protagonist and the logo having like what looks like an Egyptian-styled take on the Assassin's logo. Yep. So Assassin's Creed Origins is coming out. It will be set in Egypt. So, yeah, get yep. ready for a gameplay video and a, like a CG trailer, hopefully. Opening of the show. Yeah. That'll uh, be this uh, holiday season. After the awkward Just Dance stage performance. Oh, God. Because we know that's going to be there. There'll be, there'll be some sort of awkward Just Dance. I'll do that. Lights will dim. Then the 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 brooding music will happen, and then we'll get it. We'll get a trailer for yeah, and it'll, it'll look get... like Assassin's Creed. Hopefully, it'll be better. We don't know. 
Yeah, well, uh, hopefully the, the the time they've taken off, they've really sort of gone back crossed. to the drawing board and <laughs> figured some stuff out. But, you know, I mean, I'm not really heavily into the Assassin's Creed lore anyway, so I'm I want like, it to be good again. I don't yeah. care about the lore, honestly. I just I want the game to be good again. Yeah, exactly. Not just to be a checklist. I um, could, which, having a game as a checklist is fine as long as you make the game fun. That's Yeah, exactly. Because Horizon is essentially a checklist, but it's fun. That's what I'm finding anyway. So, but yeah, uh, we'll get our our Far Cry Five info blowout. Yep, that's we'll we hear all about that. We already know that people saw it like a few weeks ago at an event where they yep. revealed it. They saw more gameplay than we have seen. And so they presumably were told we'll to see specifically not talk yeah, about certain zipped, things, zipped which ellipse. is which is cool. I mean, obviously that sort of thing happens, but usually yeah, they're called NDAs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a lot of people don't normally talk about that. But every person that I've seen who's, who was at that event has said, yes, we saw stuff, but we are not allowed. We were told to specifically not talk about any of it. And they were told that on stage. It wasn't like an NDA they signed because, you know, normally that's just like, all right, fair enough. But they were instructed on stage. I'm sure they by... signed an NDA as well. Oh, of course, yeah. But, like, you know, but having that reiterated sure. on stage, like, it's like, okay, I don't know that for some reason that got me a little excited. I was like, Oh, okay. I, I'm staying cautious. Like I'm not buying into that hype because that, that's only going to get me disappointed when I see another open world first person shooter. But yeah, hopefully it's cool. Hopefully we see some cool stuff from that. I just hope they nail it. I really do. Um, and I've got faith. I have faith in Ubisoft. I, Ubisoft are a company that I've come around on quite a lot after playing things like Watch Dogs 2. Um, I'm like, yep. All right. You guys can make, you can make fun things again. To be fair, guys, that's, that's that's one game on a long list of stuff that isn't as good. But it was a turning point, and it was that as a turning point in a franchise that uh, I played the first in the franchise and fucking hated, like hated that game. So like, the fact that I could go around into the second in that series and come out of it with a platinum trophy and some of the best fun I had in a video game last year, hands down, I've got faith now. Um. Do, do you think we'll see the Mario Rabbids crossover at the Ubisoft conference? It's such a weird game because I don't know if I can pick it. Like, yeah, you'd think because Mario Nintendo Direct, but if Ubisoft is making it for the Switch, uh, it could happen here. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's probably the, like, even though we know it exists, it's very interesting to see where it's going to pop up first. I think I think we'll see it. at ubisoft i honestly yeah. do and i think we'll we'll it's see attitude it feels well. like it'll it'll suit more to Ubisoft's and press conference i hope after watching the uh the easy allies talk about this i really do hope that they address this situation uh with all the leaks and things that they handle it in a comical way and they address it head on and they have the perfect vessel to do that in the rabbits I don't know, man. Ubisoft are always leaking, so they may just continue on as usual. That's true, and they're also they're also doing always doing really crazy things. So, fucking why not? Yes. Well, I mean, we can potentially expect a new Ubisoft IP based on their mm. E three video trailer they put out this week. Space Cowboy game from Watch Dogs Two, please. Hopefully, I want please. Space Cowboy game. I please be Space Cowboy game. I don't dare to hope because it would crush me to not have that as their new IP. But I want Space Cowboy game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So they. I want they, it desperately. That video trailer. They put out a video trailer for their conference. It's kind of funny. It's like a minute long. 
Um, but yeah, it has like flash ups of like, you know, stuff that they've quote cut out of the, the trailer. Um, because that's, what's going to be on stage basically. Um, but they also confirmed that Aisha Tyler is not coming back by the looks of it. Yeah. So like devs are hosting this time. Yeah. So, which could go either way. That could be good. It could be bad. It could be. Yeah. Um, I, that, that worries me a little bit, but, oh well. Um, but yeah, I, you've got to have that. You got to have that end of conference stinger. Okay, that's the thing, and we don't really. Yeah, could this be it? Mm, I don't know. I'd like it to be, but the the last thing we were talking about though could also be it as well. So, Ubisoft has they have not made a Splinter Cell game in a while, mm. and the Tom Clancy license is something that they are very happy to <laughs> to make new games for between like. Division, Rainbow Six, and Wildlands in the last, like, year and a half or so. Yeah. Why not bring back Splinter Cell, Joel? I think the more I think about that, the more I think that is a very high possibility of that happening. Somewhere back in the distant past, Joel, last Mm -hmm. August, a rumor Mm -hmm. popped up that Mm -hmm. a new Splinter Cell was in development and that Michael Ironside would return as Sam Fisher... Supposedly, it was very early in development, so they weren't sure when it was going to pop up. And maybe now, if that rumor is true, it will pop up. They would have at least something to show. So, you know, it might not come out. It it might be Ubisoft's March game next year. Well, actually, no, well, that's Far Cry 5, but it might come out. Is Far Cry? That's that? Oh, I guess it technically is. It's It's February, like, it's February 28th or whatever. But you could do a late March game. Yeah, exactly. You know, capitalize on that sort of that part of the year as well. Um, I think this is highly possible, and I think this that'd be cool, like for them to come out and just be like, "Sam Fish is back, baby!" Like, well, he's basically got the stage to himself now that Snake is uh, retired. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think I think going back and calling it just Splinter Cell, just being like, this is like a reboot. Um, this is we're starting at the start. New fresh story, like we we we're cutting the ties with all the stuff that we've said before about Sam Fisher. This is Sam Fisher now. He could be the same, could be different, could be could be a girl now. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know if I'll reboot, man. I think it'll be a sequel. Uh, I just feel like they, from what I heard about Blacklist, I feel like they got a little bit. They started getting way too convoluted, and I feel like Ubisoft have to starting to listen and sort of you know reel things back in a little bit I mean they are listening if the rumors to believe by bringing back Michael Ironside well that's it yeah exactly if that's if that's the case then yeah that was one of the biggest criticisms about Blacklist um it's it's almost as bad as replacing I don't know another yeah. iconic voice actor uh, who no, played a particular character for a long time mind. nothing comes to mind yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I'm sure it's nothing. Boy, boy, I really do hate anything Kiefer Sutherland does. <laughs> Completely unrelated. Just random thought that popped into my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking medical. Yeah, I don't know, man. That, that, anyway. Like, Tom Clancy something, for sure, at Ubisoft's conference. Tom Clancy something, for sure. Uh, we'll, I, I'm sure we'll see some sort of Division um, Year 2 stuff. Maybe I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, because Rainbow Six, they were very open about with Year Two. They're like, "Cool, this has done well. Year Two is coming." 
Well, I think I think they even for this... Honor got year two, so I don't yeah. know about Division. I think I think Division is doing well. I think since they've like th- there was that time where they they sort of took a step back and said, "Hey guys, sorry, our game's not working the way we wanted to. We hear your feedback. We're not going to do this next story DLC until we fix what's wrong with the game now." And they delayed that, and everyone was like, "Fuck yeah, that's great, good work." And then they they brought it back out and said, "It's back." Here we go. We hope you enjoy it. And everyone did. Everyone that still, was still playing it was like, yeah, this is great. And a lot of people jumped in at that point as well. Um, so, I don't know. I have, I think, uh, yeah, some year two stuff, like some more DLC for it, or maybe even a sequel. Who knows? Um, mm. I think it sold relatively okay. I mean, Ubisoft games tend to, really. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't go wrong, especially like the Tom Clancy ones as well. Um it is a fun game too. Like I'd I'd be keen to it jump back in, enough. maybe. Yeah. Need people to but play with though. In a world where I've got Destiny, like I don't need the division. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, that brings us to the end of our uh rumors and speculation segment. Which we will continue <laughs> next week. Well this, this week. It'll be this week. But it, yeah. it'll probably come out on Saturday. So it's yeah, it's this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll come out on Saturday or so. Um but yeah, so we're, we're in that way. We're going to tackle the big three. Um, probably the conversations will be a lot more longer and a lot more in depth. Two in particular. I was going to say at least say. two of them will be. One of them we might just be like, yeah, it exists. There's a thing. Um, we'll let you decide on the three, on the two we're talking about. Um, but yeah, so should we move into some questions, Kyrie? I guess we should actually. Yeah. Okay, so starting off this week, we have a question from my lovely wife. She asks us a question, Ashley. She says, what's your opinion on leaks? I think they ruined the whole experience of an expo and really annoys me. What's the best and worst part of leaks? Um, mm, I have this thing now every time I see a leak where I'm just like, is it a leak or is this just like a, like a publicity stunt leak? The paranoia is real, Joel. I have I've had the same thought. Specifically with, with Ubisoft games, I've had the same thought. Yeah, it's yeah, it's because it seems too convenient, especially when they like reveal a lot of information and then down the track when that game does get announced and it's all the same information. It's like, well, I already knew that. Um, I I do like them sometimes. I don't know. It's interesting to keep be kept in the loop, but I, there's something about, especially around E3 time, like going into those conferences and then sitting down for an hour and just having your mind blown. Like Sony's conference last year, like coming out of that, just going d- d- fucking new God of War. What? Like there was, there were rumors about that, but there was no definite well, leaks. Mm, um, oh, okay. There was that art, remember? Oh, that's true, I suppose. Yeah, but even but the, still, like it's like, for me. The big one that comes to mind is definitely the, the year before. Ah, yeah, of course. With the, the infamous Shenmue, Last Guardian, and Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, like the, oh, you cannot make that stuff up. Like that—that's insane. The press conference of dreams. <laughs> that's insane. Like it was absolute insanity when they did that. So that, that and having that excitement of like being up at stupid o'clock and watching these things and being slightly delirious and then something that you care about like a franchise that you care about or something that really interests you or like a genre that really interests you from a studio that you love comes up 
and you just have that moment of like, holy fuck, this looks so good. Oh my God. And you're talking to your friends online. You're like, holy shit, are you watching this? Are you seeing this with your own eyes? And yeah, it's just blowing your mind. Um, yeah, that, I love that. Like, that's what I love. For me, there's one catch. Like, it all comes down to how attached I am to said announcement. Like, all these Ubisoft leaks, don't care. Honestly, yeah. don't care. Like, they're games I don't really worry about too much. Like, Far Cry 5, yeah, I'll probably pick it up. Assassin's Creed Origins, it's another Assassin's Creed. But, but 5 the, still, uh, there was a kind of leak with that whole yeah, the, there was, the video like thing. The, the filming. <laughs> but even still, like, we weren't, it wasn't confirmed that it was going to be, like, taking down, like, a cult leader and he's mad, crazy cult. No, which... but, like, for me, like, just hearing Far Cry 5 was kind of like, oh, yeah, Far Cry 5, sure. Yeah. I'll probably get it. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, because it's, it's not an IP I really care about, but, like, a lot of the ones that Sony has or Nintendo deals with, like, those are leaks I'm like, no, keep them away from me. Keep yeah. those so far away from me, I don't want to know about them. Yeah, and, like, just I don't... mean... This year in particular, they, they seem to have been coming in thick and fast in these last, like, in the last month or so, really, leading up to E3. It's been, like, every day you wake up and there's, a, no matter how big or small it is, there's been a leak of some description yeah. that has been posted online. It's like, all right, there's another one to add to the pile. What are we going to actually see at these conferences? A so lot of, far. A lot so of, far, like, everything missing in, in Nintendo's because, like, we fucking know nothing. Yeah, exactly. oh, that's true. But yeah, but some of these like conferences are like going to be like devs and and like executives coming out on stage like shuffling their feet, going, "Well, we were going to show you this was going to be a real big surprise, but you already know about it." So get here's the trailer. Like I don't know. I they 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 do annoy me a little bit as well because they take a little bit of the fun out of it. Like you know, because I I refer to E three as video game Christmas. It's my it's exciting. Like, you know, the night before those first conferences, I was like, I can't get to sleep because I'm so excited. Like, and it sounds dumb, but like... Oh, it, it, like, it does sound dumb. And I, I'm the same as you, Joel. I get that excited. But it does sound dumb because E3 exists just to take our money. Oh, absolutely. It, it's a it's marketing a cynical, thing. cynical, cynical, yeah. cynical thing. Oh, it's horrible, but... I, but I, I get excited. Care. I don't care. I love it. Yeah. But again, like, yeah, my... my my care factor for leaks basically corresponds to my attachment to the franchise in question. Or, good, like, new yeah. IPs, if they leak, I get bummed because I like new IPs to be a surprise. Yeah, yep, but me like too. Like, Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed 70, or yeah. Battlefield 50, or whatever, I don't... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, whatever. I'll deal with that. But yeah, thank you, Ashley. For your fantastic question. Uh, next is friend of the show, Broderick host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. Uh, if you like TV and you like podcasts, go and look at, uh, look up and listen to Hunting Seasons. Uh, those guys are really great. They tackle uh, TV series one season at a time. And uh, it's really entertaining to hear their, because they really know their shit about uh, how things, how TV shows are made and, and like the, the production behind them, how things are written and all this sort of stuff. They really go in deep on that sort of stuff. So if that kind of thing interests you, definitely go check them out. But he asks us, how do you guys tend to consume E3? Do you stay up uh, uh, stay up uh, late and watch the conferences live through E3 parties? Favorite outlets to help you digest all that info? Um, I would love to have an E3 party. I, I really would. 
Um, it doesn't make sense in Australia's time zone, though. I know it doesn't. It, you, you, like it, logistically, you really couldn't do it. But I mean, we kind of do. Like we try and either all get on party chat, or there was one year we all got on Skype and 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 spoke to each other while we were watching them, and like, or we use Facebook Messenger and like chat to each other while we're we're watching them. Um, I'm always so torn, Joel, because uh, yeah, we do this. We do jump on any sort of chat thing to talk, and I'm always like looking at the screen, looking at the chat, and then also like trying to be on Twitter for all the hot takes that come out yeah. like every, at, at the second every announcement is made. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's generally how I consume E3. Yeah, I look. I I'm yeah. We're both pretty uh, crazy and stay up at stupid hours, as we've said previously. And watch these things live. I, I think I watched every single... Last year, I watched every single one live. I just worked out that I wasn't working at certain times and I could slot it in. I was pretty tired, but I, I managed to get through it. Um, I haven't got my roster for next week yet, so we'll see. At this stage, I know I can watch EA's conference. So, yay. Um, I should be able to watch them all, I think. Yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to do my best. But, I mean... If I miss one, like if I sleep in, like there was one year I slept through Sony's conference. Um, and so I got up and I was like, ah, cool. Now here's the thing. Yeah. You slept through Sony's conference, which means you probably watched Ubisoft's. Yeah, I did. That's a mistake. Yeah, it was. Um, it really was. But, uh, but yeah, but usually if I don't end up watching them live for whatever reason, I'll watch the stream later on YouTube because it usually goes up pretty, uh, like later on in the day. You can usually watch those archives that get uploaded on there. Um, so, yeah, I, and I'm already a night owl as it is, so it doesn't really bother me all that much. I can function relatively okay on small amounts of sleep. Um, it's getting harder and harder to do, but, <laughs> yeah, I can sort of It's called of do coffee. It. Yeah, it's also called getting old. No, that's how reason. you deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Coffee. <laughs> yeah, lots of coffee. I, coffee I is the solution. I just bought my AeroPress last year and I made lots of coffee, I'm pretty sure. Um, favorite outlets to help you digest? Uh, I would, Easy Allies, I special in the last year, like for last year, definitely. Uh, for me, anyway. What about yeah, you? Yeah, no, Easy, Easy Allies are basically the guys I go to at yep. this point. Like, I'm, nothing against anyone else out there who covers video games, but I just don't think they. I just love the Easy Allies guys. They 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 cover the cover the news the way that I think of the news, which is perfect for me. Yeah, no, that's that's a it's a good way of putting it. Yeah, they usually like whether I agree or disagree with them, I usually respect their opinions. So that's that's always good. Um, uh, in the last couple of years as well, I've been like keeping up to date with like kind of funny. Their coverage of stuff is really really good as well. Um, it's a lot more. It's obviously a little bit more of a comical take, but they are they they are people that know their shit as well about all this stuff. So they do have, you know, different hot takes on things. Like they might be like, I remember they're, they're all like, um, like Greg Miller, the the main guy of kind of funny, the the ringleader, if you will. Um, He's a big Sony guy. Like it has been for years. That's, that's like, he's been, it's his thing. Um, And I remember they, what they did a live watch along of the PS4 pro uh, presentation last year. And they got to the end of it and were just like, oh boy, that was not good. It was not good at all. Like, and like they, they will tell it like it is. They're not afraid to go, they're not going to sugarcoat it and go, oh yeah. But like, you know, they'll, they'll break everything down and talk about it 
uh, in a really interesting kind of way. So I like those guys. Um, and anytime, like, I like watching, like, Jeff Keighley's stuff wherever he is, like, whoever he's working for, which I, I assume is YouTube now. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, so I, like, the probably YouTube gaming stuff, like, I'll watch a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably it for that, I think. Is there anyone else that you tend to keep up with? Um, for hot takes, I'll usually just take to Twitter, honestly, where I follow yeah. a few people. Like That's Jim good... Sterling. <laughs> yeah. All the allies are on Twitter, so I follow them for hot takes. Yep. Uh, and yeah, like I've got a few, just a bunch of like just random press people I follow who, who are good. But like, yeah. as far as outlets go, like honestly not anyone else besides allies. Yep. No, that's fair. I mean, like, it, it, you can sort of, like, bog yourself down if you've got too many, but which is why I sort of... Those two are the ones that I like. I I respect and sort of value both of their opinions on things. So, like, that's why I go to them. And they're both sort of different sides of the coin almost as well. Um, yeah. They're interested in different things. Um, and I'm interested okay, so that's in different what's things. Great, that's what's great about the allies as well. They're, they've got a diverse range of things. They yeah, do. absolutely. But uh, yes, thank you, Brod, for your question. We'll see you in chat probably for yeah, yeah, all where these conferences. Yeah, he asks us his, these questions, but he knows he knows that he's going to be there with us in at some way, shape, or at form. At least for the Nintendo one. Oh god, yeah, there. the Nintendo one will be like that's mandatory viewing. We, like no matter when that is, we're we're watching that live. Um, so yeah, thank you. Uh, and last but not least, it wouldn't be a dialogue options podcast without a question from the one, the only. Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, back from his holiday. He's back in Australia. I'm actually seeing him tomorrow night. I'm very excited. Um, he asks us, when did the first E3 start? Give me a lovely history lesson. History um, lesson? Yeah, I know. Like, we could be here Is this for hours in school? Um, so we did a little bit of research and looked it up because I wasn't exactly sure of when it started. Apparently, oh. 19, 1995 was the very first season. Yeah, it's season. been around for a, uh, yeah. a hefty amount of years. And it's gone through quite a lot of uh, iterations and retoolings and formats and whatnot to keep the, the show fresh or relevant even as well. Um, Honestly, like before we get into that, my favorite part is like just sort of why we have E3. Yeah. And like the, the, the events that led to the formation of the Interactive Digital Software Association... Yeah. The IDSA, which is now known as the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA, who hosts E3. And there's like a quote on the Wikipedia for E3 from, um, from where is it? I've got to find the right one now. There's a particular guy who was just uh, talking about how, here it is, from Tom Kalinsky, Kalinsky yes. yep. CEO of Sega America. And it just, he talks about how they would, like, the games industry was treated because they originally would just, like, Basically, publishers would put on shows at other trade shows, including like the Consumer Electronics Show, the CES, and the European Computer Trade Show. And he describes the event as such. The CES organizers used to put the video games industry way, way in the back. In 1991, they put us in a tent and you had to walk past all the porn vendors to find us. Oh, that particular God. year, it was pouring rain and the rain leaked over our new, our new Genesis system. I was just furious with the way the CES treated the video game industry, and I felt we were more important. We were a more important industry than they were giving us credit for. Like, so it's, a, but like, I mean, he's not wrong, especially no. nowadays. I think we're getting to that point now where people are realizing that that this is this is a serious like 
like a form of media. Like it's, it, it's up there, if not bigger than some movies in television. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. The, the industry is huge now from like one person dev studios up to triple a massive multi-million dollar uh, games. It's, there's such a wide spectrum of things out there for you to, to digest. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, it's been going, yeah, since 1995. It's been a long, long time. And um, most of them have been at the convention center, except for the dark ages. Yeah. Which was the dark like two years, 2007, 2008. They downscaled because the exhibitors were demanding too much. Apparently. Yeah. So apparently the 2007 show was at the Barker hangar at the Santa Monica airport. And, and around and some other hotels around that area as well. And um, I remember those years, like, like, yeah. being, like following the news, going, "Oh, this sounds real sad." Yep. Yeah, and it was like it was almost to the point where people were going, "Is it? Is this going to be a thing anymore? Is it going to be? Is E three going to finish?" And it almost did a couple of times, I think, as well. Like it sort of it got it got it grew into this monster that sort of. You know, anyone you talk to that plays video games and follows video game news and stuff, like if you mention E3, people are like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like the the holy grail of like conventions almost in the video game world. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just such a magic time of year. It's been around for a while. And mm. I mean, it's fair to say, do we need E3? Because it's not a, it's not a terrible question because you could, there's probably an argument for saying, no, we don't need it, but heck, it's fun. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, like on paper, no, absolutely not. We don't need that. In this day and age, and it's like digital media and all this stuff, we don't Nintendo need proved it. it. Exactly. It we don't need it. But there's just something about like watching and like the good and bad as well. Like, I mean, the, that, that infamous, uh, the Sony press conference for the PlayStation 3. Like that, that's like one of the ones that went down in infamy. Like so many memes came out of that, that conference. And the flip yeah. side of that, the incredible E3 press conference for a PS4. Exactly. Where Sony just almost over the top stomped Microsoft yeah, with they their got, arrogance. They got a little smug, got a little smug in that one. Got a little um, smug. But Maybe there was also a little bit smug. Was it, uh, I'm pretty sure it was E3 that, uh, that, uh, Sega announced and then released the Sega Saturn on the same day, which was a colossal fuck up. Uh, I'm not thinking. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that was E3, and it's like that. Like in this day and age, like in the last couple of years, especially because we have like you know digital games now. Um, like that, the stealth drop has been a, a thing that's sort of started to become more of the norm, which is great. I love, I love a good stealth drop. But to stealth drop a console, like that, that makes me hurt inside. Look, here's, just... here's the thing: stealth drops don't work for that sort of stuff. And no, honestly, I would also argue stealth drops don't work for AAA games. They only work for smaller games and demos. Exactly. Yeah, they're a good way to to push like uh, something that you might not have heard about uh, up into the open. Because if you make a big deal about it at that time and then go, oh, by the way, you can play it now. People go, oh, fuck yeah, I want to play that. It looks great. And so that you're capitalizing on that hype in that moment, which is good. Um, yeah. E3 is a, E3 is a, is a special time. I do enjoy it. It makes me so happy. And like, yeah, leading up to it. Like, I don't really get that excited for Christmas anymore. 
Like it's like ah, oh, Christmas is coming, cool. You get to see family, eat some nice food, and have a good time with 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 family and friends. But like, there's something about this. Like I know, like I'm gonna be able to like talk about you this like the, the whole of next week. We're gonna be talking about these sort of things, and I'm gonna be rambling different things about different games that got announced at random people at work that have no interest or idea about what I'm talking about. But it's going to be like, and then Sony did this and then, and then Nintendo did this. And they're like, yep, nice Joel. That's lovely. It's, I know it it does something to you. My Twitter Um, feed will just be a constant stream of me posting all of next week. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. That's probably when I get, that's probably when I, when I tweet the most in the week of E3. It's a good time. (laughs) Oh, all the boy. gifts, all the gifts. So many yes. gifts will be posted. Oh yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, I hope that was a brief enough history lesson for you, Sean. There's probably a lot more you can go into. Like you can yeah. look at the, the the fluctuating numbers that E3 has experienced, which led mm. to the question of do we need this anymore? Yeah, like, and I mean, even this year too. That this is the year, the first year they're opening the doors to the public officially. That you could buy tickets as a, just a general member of the public to go to Which E3. I'm, I'm still not convinced it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it's going to we'll be it interesting goes. to see. That's going to be a very interesting to see how that plays out. But um, I'm sure we'll find out next week. But thank you, Sean, for your wonderful question. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to go and see some of Sean's work, if you check out uh, Shawnee Boy Draws on uh, Instagram. There's a, a link on there to his actual website as well, which I can't remember off the top of my head. I really need to put that in the notes next time. Um, but yeah, he did all our design work uh, on our like our graphic design work, uh, and he's also just a genuinely lovely person. So go and show him some love. He would appreciate it, and we would appreciate it. Karen, I think it's an episode. It is. Mm. All right. As always, thank you for reaching this point. It means you listen all the way through. Well, you skipped Yay. here and, well, I mean, we don't blame you, but go back and listen. It's it's fun. We have a good discussion. <laughs> I only talk about Metroid like once, which is a record. That's actually, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. We didn't get mention- used to it. Like next week, like you'll, it, you won't stop hearing it. <laughs> we didn't mention Persona at all. No, and now we have. Well, we have now. Yeah. In passing, it's fine. Yeah. No. At, you know what? Forget it. Persona 5 is a good game. Go play Persona 5. Exactly. Do it. And 4 Golden as well. Well, people have limited time, unfortunately, Joel. <laughs> no. Otherwise, I'm going to tell them to play Persona 3 as well. There is always time for those Persona games. I mean, there's always time for Persona 3. Play Dancing All Night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can like us on Facebook, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dialogue Options. You can send us an email, you know, dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Uh, you can tell me how much you want a new Metro game, and I'll agree with you. Mm. You can tell me how much Nintendo should make a bunch of new Metro games, and I'll agree with you. <laughs> Just let's start with the one, Kyra, and then we'll, 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 we'll work our way up from there. Well, you'll, you'll all see. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Um, as for myself personally, you can find me at X on Twitter. Well, honestly, I've mostly been tweeting about Twin Peaks, I think, and yeah. Overwatch. I've got yep. new Twin Peaks tomorrow. That's a scary thought. I started watching Twin Peaks. I'm glad. Two episodes in. So I'm um, interested to see how you go with it. Mm, yeah. No, I'm going to try and... I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. you got, you got a hell of a ride ahead of you, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's what people tell me. <laughs> 
Uh, as for you, Joel, where can they find you? You can find me at Jolly Mac on Twitter, uh, where I have been. I think the last thing I retweeted was like, uh, it was a meme picture. It was a meme of like uh, Eminem as an arms character. <laughs> and it just said his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms spaghetti. And I thought it was fucking Brilliant. hilarious. Um, cause I'm, See, that's, that's the sort of stuff you can look forward to at E3, honestly. <laughs> oh, always, I, yeah. Always memes. Um, and I'm a sucker for that shit. Um, but yeah, that's, me, that's what you can find me doing. Uh, additionally, I always forget to bring it up, but don't forget also, if you listen to us on iTunes, to give us a, you know, a cheeky little review. Yes. And, it helps it makes it makes us look better as well rating so, and know. review it helps us get like circulated around a lot better yeah. and we get like you know forced into the ears of people who might not have uh otherwise stumbled across us which is great. i'm a filthy unwashed android user so i don't quite understand <laughs> itunes anymore but i, I what think Joel like, said made a lot of sense i think like on the google play store as well i think you can i don't know i haven't i, I get i don't know about much about android so Wherever you download your podcast from, if there's an option to leave a review or a rating, please do so. Yes, we do appreciate it. Otherwise, we will let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux, Strike Witches, Get Bitches, Take Us Out, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. See ya.